hate to go all technical on you, but all hands on deck, swirly thing alert! Attention! Listen, you motherfuckers. Buckle up, pedal heads. You're experiencing the Lotus Effect with Phoenix and Phone Boy. You are my podcast, my only podcast. So if you fucking take my podcast away, I'm going to shove my foot so far up your ass. Oh my God. It's very creepy. Just a little weird. Maybe it'll catch on. Who knows? It is out of sheer morbid curiosity. I'm allowing this freak show to continue. How do you fix that, though? Take a big step back and literally suck my dick. Do I have your attention? Send your dick pics. (laughs) Are you interested? I know you are because it's fuck or walk. You're shitting me. Have you made your decision for Christ? To tell you the truth, I don't give a shit. I would not say such things if I were you. Who the fuck are you? Phone Boy and Phoenix. I don't know Phone Boy. Those two are those two are pretty interesting to listen to. They're fucking nuts! But they don't know shit about fuck, clearly. You just can't trust them. Fuck you two! You're talking peak no agenda right there, everybody. Yeah, and we peaked after no agenda uh, last week. <laughs> we do that sometimes. Uh, welcome. I, I, I was joking, however, yeah. about you know pulling a hat trick this week, since we will have both of the uh, Lotus offspring. Yeah. Yes, exactly. But uh, in any case, welcome to episode eighty-nine of the Lotus Effect, uh, where the show is made up and the content doesn't matter. And I'm, I think I'm still phone boy. Maybe. So we finally <laughs> met the man whose shit doesn't stink. Yeah. And at this point. You're so stoned, I don't even know if I'm still Phoenix. Let me start this off by clearly stating, I am a bona fide motherfucking princess. I did that one live, folks. Yes, it wasn't the right mashup, but kudos, phone boy, for rocking that shit that's, out. That's right. We talked about this, and we had, an, I, and I said, well, I think I'm going to try and do it live, because that's what we do, right? Yeah, so. but my angel, mm-hmm. you played the wrong one. Oh, oh. That wasn't the one I had asked for, but it works. Exactly. Well, I thought <laughs> it you know, even works better. Okay. Especially well, since in the you know yeah exactly in the chat we were talking about the fact that I have been dubbed the profane princess, and I gladly say fuck you. That's right. And thank you very much. Exactly. Now because it's obscene. That's the point. That's right. And I guess we're gonna get on with the show now, are we? Are we yeah, okay. something like that. Exactly. Now that we've vamped a little bit. Yeah, exactly. What is this? A freak out? This is kind of strange. This is terrific. I think I'm going to be sick. Not a speck of light is showing, so the danger must be growing. Are the fires of hell a-glowing? Is the grizzly reaper mowing? Yes! The danger must be growing, for the rowers keep on rowing, and they're certainly not showing any signs. Yeah, um, so um, the Lotus affects everyone differently, as we found out, and and however, wherever the Lotus is uh, touching you, uh, thank you for your courage and propagating the model of the Podfather himself. And of course, if you're new to all of this, uh, here's how it works. Uh, we're value for value. What does that mean? We we provide value um, in, in the form of entertainment, and, and you can... Uh, value that however you'd like, whether it be with time, talent, or treasure, and contribute it back to us. And there, here's some ways you can do that. You can go to lotuseffect.show and click on that green, used to be yellow, we like money button, and use you know use the uh, use the fiat fund coupons and send them through PayPal, and we'll, we'll take them. Now, if you want to... If your money offends you, 
and you can no longer stand to possess it. You can call upon us. We are a charitable organization. We will take that off your hands gladly and put it to good use to produce more content and shenanigans to put in your ears. That's that's right. Um, yeah, and you can if you want to do it through a you know you want to do it a different way. Let me you know there, we can do it through the mail. Uh, that works too. Uh, you can send us boostergrams using a podcasting 2.0 app. Which is, so if you you can go take off all your clothes and go to newpodcastapps.com or or you know, leave all your clothes on and go to newpodcastapps.com. Either way, find one of these apps that streams satoshis, and uh, you can and, and you can send boostergrams. We like that. And you can again, you can also mail us stuff. Now that's right. If you would like the address to the Lotus, you can. And hit us up in the back channel and we'll gladly provide it for you. And we're going to talk about some of the people who have contributed value since the last time you put us in your ears. That's right. And in fact, so this is, so the, the, I, 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 right, right as we were going, right as we just got to this segment, I'm like, oh crap, I haven't looked at the email to see if anybody has sent any donations. And in fact, we did get one last week and I think we missed it between the, the four shows and two weeks kind of thing. It was a, yeah, it was we, a little hectic. It was a little bit hectic. So we missed a $10 donation from Vox. Thank you, Vox. Yes, who says love from the complex. Yeah, we... Oh, we appreciate it. You're yeah, the, the executive producer. Yeah, exactly. Where's the, where, where's the button? I don't know. Oh, you're the executive producer. That's, That's right. That's right. Okay, so let me ask you, I need to also bring up the voicemails over here on the other computer. So while, while you're doing some behind-the-mic sausage here, yeah. I will talk about how a white mic donated 18,000 sats saying, yo, does this come through live? Well, yes, sir, it certainly did. And then, of course, we had Thor the Wonder Hammer coming in with 420 sats saying, test, test, toke. Yeah, I was, uh, yeah, I was setting, I set some new stuff up in our feed that, uh, that C-Dubs had, had said he was going to have BoostBot uh, participate in. Nice. And, and hopefully put our boostograms into, uh, into actual comments that could be, uh, uh, that, uh, that, that actually show up in Mastodon. That's a, this is a oh, feature. The podca- this is one of these podcasting 2.0 features. So, um, so yeah, I was trying to test that stuff, and I, I did another uh, 420 boost myself uh, as Phone Boy saying test, test, testicles toking. Um, Your testicles were toking. Ah, oh, my goodness. No wonder he was asleep when I got home. Um, you yeah. stoned him. You stunned him. Yes. Now... <laughs> R. Davis 87 boosted 420 sats saying, boosting for a Lady Phoenix needle drop. Thank you for your courage. We appreciate you, R. Davis 87. Yes, yes and we appreciate the fact that we know you're listening because we see your comments on NAS, and we appreciate your defense of the show, and we hope we can continue to provide you that wonderful value you've come to know and trust from our shenanigans because we're not going to stop being... It's obscene! That's the point! Because yeah, the- that's part of the fun. Yeah, Exactly. Just and, and yes, remember that the uh, yeah. I, for, I think I forgot to play after the. I forgot to play. The offensive has begun. That's right. I oh my gosh, I forgot we got that gem from the Podfather himself last week. Yes, we did. I mean, we're we're sitting there listening to the end of the show, right? And we're sitting here ready to go in in, in our in our uh, in in the in the uh, in the studio. And I we we, we saw that, and I went. I, I, I'm literally like between where he, where he, you know, he ends is playing the end of show mixes. I'm like pulling, I'm pulling that shit out of the, um, you know, I'm pulling that shit out of the recording. I'm doing the, uh, I'm getting everything. I, I had it. You know, amazingly, I got what I needed. I think I, I think Isobot uh, Cotton Gin, by the way, uh, you know, doing some more work on on Isobot. We love, so I guess we should probably give him a. We should probably give him a shout out too. We should. Yeah, we appreciate yeah. you, Cotton Gin. You are awesome. Yeah, we love. Yes, we love that. So, um, 
Well, R. Davis 87 came in again with 100 sets saying, I think it's time for some mandatory Metallica. Which we did. We played some We played some Metallica. We do that on the, in Studio 33 and Rideshare Radio. And then last, lastly, Netland boosted 500 sets saying, well, it is fucked. Otherwise, it'd be more. Yes, I, yes, I, I heard you. I've heard your, uh, your issues with, uh, with we've been Breeze. having wallet rants. We've been, ha- we, we appreciate them. Yeah, we've been having wallet rants. So that is all we got because we, because of all the shows we've done with all the, with, ev- with everything, we, uh, yeah, we, that was actually the shortest donation list in the form of Satoshi's that we've had because I'm not reading the ones that I do because I have to agree. Someone who I cannot remember the name of, I think it sounds something like Sir Bemrose, might have commented about how narcissistic of sort it is um, to actually read out your own boost or maybe it was Nam. it was one of those smart ass trolls who we love so much but irrelevantly I'm not but, but, reading but, but, anymore but I, t- but I tell you what he does say though Arr, shiver me timbers and boost me bitch that's right. Boost me, does. bitch. So That's does Adam, right. So does Adam Curry. Because him and him and the Podfather have the right idea. Yes, I, I, th- that actually reminds me. Because I think even I, I think. Uh, let's see. I know there's a. I know there's a. There's a. Me- there's a message. Uh, this is here we go. I'm gonna. I. I this is this is a clip I took uh, from one of the things. The Lotus Effect live with Phoenix and Phone Boy. They will be bringing it to you live. Boost them live. Boost them live. Yes. I forgot about that yeah, one. Yeah, there's, there's, I have a couple I like of those. I like that one. Done. Yes, I like that one. Yeah, so we, we've... It's kind of chaotic, which is a lot like the show. Exactly. It's sh- very chaotic, yeah, much, so I like that. Yeah, exactly. I think it, I think it's fantastic. So, um, so anyway, if you would like to uh, be part of this, we talked about getting a pod, new podcasting app or a new podcasting app. But uh, you can also give us feedback like um, R87 did. Or R. Davis 87. Yeah, R. Davis 87. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I'm maybe a little bit stoned, so my brain kind of etch sketched. But yeah, I mean, you can send a message like R. Davis 87 did on No Agenda Social. I am, of course, at Phoenix, P H E O N I X, and then it'll auto Stoned. Yes. Sayeth JCD, I or stoned. Yes. So I'm sorry, but you can message us on No Agenda. I'm at Phoenix 420. Yeah, Valhalla Vixen uh, of yeah. the 42 yeah. Yeah, so is my actual long-ass official title, but just type in at Phoenix, P-H-E-O-N-I-X. It will bring you yes. the name. Or, or, you can can, send, or, or you can do it through email. You can send it to phoenix at lotuseffect.show, and you, only, you don't have to type all the rest of that stuff. And you can spell it either the way that she spells it or the correct way, depending upon what you're... Uh, <laughs> well, and also, you have the link to my tag on your Th- this No is, Agenda this is profile. And, and, so for and, ease, you you can literally just go to at phone boy and yeah. my tag is on there and yes. if it's you know yes. important yeah. and uh, i want to recognize we did get an email we did yes we did okay so we who- got an email from hempress emily about some shenanigans going on in her state of illinois so do you have it up do you have it up or do i need to actually pull i it up? can pull it up if you really okay, want well, let me, me okay to. so i because i was trying to i did not get the message that i did not get the message that you were trying to send so you're i gonna, got you're you gonna so in other words, email is is generally and inappropriately butt fucking me. Not a problem. I should be used to this by now. Yes, we we were troubleshooting this not too long ago. We figured out what yeah, the issue we was, can't and we figured out it. what happened. Well, no, no, no. I Ultimately, know it, well, I know what happened. I actually know exactly what happened because Google said, "Oh, you read the message. It says, oh, you need SPF records.'" I looked at LotusEffect.show and went, "Yeah, I guess we should add some SPF records to the to the DNS." And then so the, the Google will allow us to send a, a lot of mail to be forwarded to Gmail. Don't you know? Great. Yeah. 
And yeah, okay, so, okay, I got it. Yeah, sorry. Okay. Sorry, y'all. I I did have a tech hard moment, but I'm going to actually let Phone Boy read this one because it'll make more sense to him, I'm sure. Okay, was scanning the, okay, so this is what she sent, and this is, so, was scanning the district website to see if I could find the backlog of school lunches. So she sends a link, uh, and she stumbled upon, uh, which, you know, so this, which is actually interesting. There was, there was actually, we had a, there was a story in our local paper about the fact that they're giving, they're going to be giving away school lunches next year. Yeah, you you know how new nutritionally complete those lunches are <clears throat> yeah anyway they're not um but yeah where's the bullshit clip yeah exactly uh and meanwhile she stumbled upon the spring communicator and again she sends a she sends a thing in it and which you gotta what you gotta look at here social emotional learning the good old uh zucan operation worthwhile bellworthy connection is a page twelve thirteen where they mention their local apprentices not shitting on these kids going in the trades at all just a happy coincidence that these kiffies have or these companies have a die standards diversity uh you know inclusion and you know and you're yeah, I don't know what 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 is it? Just diversity, inclusion, and and um, equality, equality, or like yeah, that. equality or something. Yes, the kids have been force fed this since kindergarten. Worth putting out the ass to see if other districts are on the the uh, are on the train to or the social emotional learning train to Die Town, which I think is a yeah. I think Die Town might be. A, a, yeah. I like Die Town. Train to Die Town. Okay. Train to Die Town. Yeah. I think Train to Die Town is definite a show title potential. Uh, yes, I think I need to actually, which reminds me, I need to get my uh, uh, Train to Die Town is what. DEI diversity, equity, inclusion, and Marxism. Sayeth Sir Bemrose. Exactly. We could not agree more. And well, actually, there's a story we're going to be covering today. Yeah, exactly. About how schools are fucking with kids they're trying to oh. in in sir bemrose's uh disrespectful state <clears throat> lord think, emperor j fucking insley uh, that's right. has decided it's a tits idea for uh the schools to require your kid to get the covid jab in yes, order that, to go that, to school yeah that was or that i think that was well, last year but but anyway but, well but it still was yeah. a thing yes i can't yeah I, but it doesn't matter whether it was last year this year irrelevant to the fact this shit doesn't need to be going on this vaccine needs to fucking die. And they need to stop trying. Okay, so a little bit of a Phoenix rant here before we get all up in this shit. I am so tired of the fact, and how many others of you out there agree, that the, the way that they, from the moment your kid enters school till they turn the tassel with their cap and gown, there is nothing but gaslighting, brainwashing, and clonism. They want these cookie-cutter kids who don't think for themselves, who are just so pre-programmed with this, everybody shits rainbows and farts sunshine and yay, inclusion! Everybody gets a trophy for showing up. No, that is not the way the fucking world works. And when you get out in the real world, you're going to find that out. And then you're not going to be able to handle it. You want to you want to know the next up and coming career that's going to break the fucking ceiling the 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 um what do you call it the earnings ceiling you know what it's going to be? It's going to be fucking psychiatry because there's going to be so many of these little libtard shitheads who are needing therapy because not every employer is going to give them a participation trophy for putting in their application and showing up when they can be bothered to do so. That's not how the world works. Sorry, I just really needed to go on that rant. Thank you all for giving me the chance. 
Yeah, they're they're yeah, you know, of course, of course, getting it, you know, getting. It, I think the only reason it's not in our food system yet is because the technology that they used is patented. So then, in fact, the the, the pharmaceuticals are getting sued over it right now. So, um, but it it really is just so fucking dystopian that I, my frustration lid officially popped off because oh my god. So back to what we were talking about, how you can get a hold of us, get a hold of us on NA, get a hold of us, email phoneboy at lotuseffect.show, phoenix at lotuseffect.show, again, the whole spelling, you can snail mail us, or you can call 253-237-3321 and weigh in on our refire topic, which this week is, do you brush your teeth in the shower? Yeah, exactly. So just uh, one ringy dingy, two ringy dingy. Dell computers. This is Chip. Yeah, well, yeah. they're not standing by, but Google Translate is, and it'll mangle it, and it'll possibly make you a show title. Yeah, I think we've. I think uh, we. I think uh, with one of the uh, with one of the transcriptions, uh, I think one of them was a potential show title that came out uh, from what I saw that came across the watch earlier today. So. Oh, for today's show. Oh, I'm excited. I can't wait to yes, see this. Yes. Uh, well, I, we talked about it off mic, but um, but we'll we will we will leave a little bit of uh, you know. Uh, you can also sound off on past topics. I know we do have a voicemail that is about last week's topic about what you think of the Mississippi reenactment of the Jim Crow laws. And it's funny because I read a post on N.A. from the person who left the email saying, we thought y'all were joking about this. And then we looked it up like, yeah, OK, we we screw around a lot. But when it comes to the shit we're reporting on, finger quotes, fuck the M5M, yeah, we're we're not jerking y'all off. And if we are, we'll tell you that yeah. we're giving you a reach around, okay? This is some real stupid shit that's going on in our world right now. Yeah. And we're bringing it to you live and obscene. Live and obscene. That's a potential show title right there. Live and obscene. That Because that, that describes us in a nutshell. Live yes, and, live it and obscene. does. Yeah. But here's the thing. With all the ways you can contribute to our show, there is one rule that we do have here. Okay, well... Uh, and I caught Phone Boy off guard because he's not paying attention like he should be. We don't want your shit. We still said this. No, shit. I'm trying to write down, I'm trying to right. write down the, the stupid shit that came out of your... There's yeah. always stupid shit coming out of my mouth. Yes, you don't write the, it all down or you'd never sleep. Well, okay, but I'm talking about I'm talking about live and what? What was the, the thing? Live and obscene. Yeah, live and obscene, because that's what I was trying to write down, because I will not... Rem- I can guarantee you that neither one of us will remember when we get to the end of the show... Oh, I'm sure a troll will remind us. Oh, well, of course they would. But like Sir Bamrose, because he's really good at doing that. Yes, but we do. But I do know. You know, we should start getting paid for how many times we drop that <clears throat> troll's name during our show. Okay, seriously. And we don't. Okay, so so did I play? Did I actually play the clip? No. Okay. Yes, you did. Okay. Well, I, okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay, now it's time. Now to, there's another clip, though. And now there's <laughs> another clip that I need to play. Oh, is someone not feeling well? Your illness is very important to us. Next. Welcome to the Helpmaster Inferno, powered uh, by Me Technology. This goes in your mouth. This one goes in your ear. And this one goes in your butt. Don't want to sound like a dick or nothing, but uh, it says on your chart that you're fucked up. Uh, you talk like a fag, and your shit's all retarded. Yeah, that's... <laughs> that's pretty much anybody who's not an NA listener at this point. Exactly. So, because your shit's all retarded, man. Exactly. You're all fucked up. You, your amygdala is too big. Yeah, exactly. Your amygdala is too big. All right. Well, apparently, uh, eating a Mediterranean diet is good for you and good for your wallet. This is this is what this is you know this is what the news stories are saying now. 
this is okay. So this is a this is research from uh, down under, by the way. So things are a little upside down, I guess. There, um, no pun intended. There, or yeah, nothing. exactly. The Mediterranean diet could help save money on your grocery bill. The diet was found to offer savings of up to fourteen hundred fifty-six dollars, and I don't know if this is dollary dues or, or American dollars per year for a family of four when compared to the typical Western diet. Now, the research, which was carried out at the University of South Australia, compared the nutrition profile in weekly costs of three food baskets. I mean, did they come and give them a basket or what, or they just, anyway, I don't think they actually gave Maybe them baskets. Maybe it's the stuff that people who are admittedly on the Mediterranean diet are buying, arguably? Yeah, exactly. Well, they had the typical Australian Western diet, which is you know, the standard American diet, or SAD, is why we can call that, uh, the Mediterranean diet, and the Australian Guide to Healthy Eating, the AGHE. Now, when it came to cost, uh, the Mediterranean diet apparently reigned supreme with a weekly cost of $78 for a single-person household, $135 for a household of two, $211 for a family of three, and $285 for a family of four. Holy shit, phone boy. We're spending the amount for a family of four every week eating healthy. Mm. Eating actually healthy, but exactly. But we're also now we're also buying ahead too. We've also got because we're buying. But when you break down how much we spend when we go to Costco, now admittedly, and that's why I said it because there is you know a little more than you know two hundred to that situation. But that's around about what we spend is a seven mumble, and and we're good with that because when you break it down per week, that only comes out to be. Maybe two hundred dollars with some overhang. Yeah, exactly. And if so, you add in the food city trip for an occasional, oh, I need this or that, yeah, exactly. and also because um, Costco doesn't sell cream, we yeah, have to buy it at the grocery. Well, there's a few things, but yeah, I mean, also we we don't go to Costco often enough to get it. So even if we were to get it at Costco, we'd still probably, uh, you know, that's a whole that's a whole different thing, right? So uh, yeah, but you know what it makes me think mm-hmm. because we've had incidental issues with it. Makes yeah. me wonder if you could freeze heavy cream. Uh, well, I know they can powder it as I as I bought some of that this week, but that's a different taste. Yeah, it has an interesting flavor. But you know what? As opposed to not having it when we go over to yeah. Israel, yeah, I'll deal with the powdered yeah, it's, heavy cream. It actually, it actually, it doesn't taste bad; just different is all. So um, now, um, now cost is often a deterrent when it comes to eating well. Uh, however, this research shows that the Mediterranean diet is well known for its health benefits, which you know we can argue how how that is. Maybe a cost effective option for families who want to prioritize healthy eating while on a budget. Now, um, now they so Alexandra Ruthshauser Pereira, public health nutritionist and head of nutrition at Action Against Hunger UK, says while the Mediterranean diet has traditionally been seen as more expensive because of the addition of nuts and fish. Nuts and fish. Jeez, make it. Maybe I can say that. It actually works out cheaper due to the large number of fruits and vegetables. Now, here's that just bothers me. Yeah, well, heavily because fruits should only be consumed during when they're in season. Same with vegetables. If you get right down to it, I mean, all this stuff should be consumed in 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 season. Now, some vegetables are, are better than others when it comes to like the carbs and whatnot in them, broccoli, yeah. cauliflower, et cetera. But here's here's what got me. Maybe the reason that they're saying that it's a cost-effective option for families who want to prioritize healthy eating while on a budget, maybe what they're really saying in that is if you're not eating like a trash panda, your medical bills will be less. And as we know, 
I'm pretty sure the UK provides their citizens with cost-free health care. Am I correct? I believe so. Yes. Now, yeah. The, what, so what, ultimately, this this is a this is a, a, a reach around because by promoting the fact that oh, this diet is healthier, and if it actually is, because there's still a little bit of dissension between us whether we think the Mediterranean diet is the way to go or just a bullshit term that you tell your doctor when you're actually doing something that works like NS and G. But it, it kind of feels like a let's convince you not to eat like a trash panda. Ergo, we won't have to spend so much money to care for you when your body completely just stops working. Yeah. Um, so this is, uh, yeah. And, it, and okay. So I actually did pull the definition out of this article. How did they define it? Cause I thought, cause I think that's important. It's like, okay, what, it, because you know, Mediterranean diet is a perfect bullshit marketing term. Um, but, it, but it is now there, there's, there's, you know, there's parts to it. Right. And then of course they're there. Now this, I'm going to, I'm I'll say, I'll read this. Now, so the article characterizes a Mediterranean diet as having a high intake of fruits, vegetables, legumes, nuts, seeds, whole grains, and olive oil. Now, most of those things, uh, you probably want to consume. Well, let's see. Fruits and vegetables, maybe small amounts if you're not if you're metabolically well, right? Um, that's the other thing too is 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 context and all this stuff matters. I wouldn't, you know, I'd maybe eat more fruit if I were if I were you know at at at, at my at my optimal weight. I might be able to get away with that. But right now, I'm trying to get as I'm trying to get things back on track. Um, yeah, I'm avoiding that stuff that I know is damaging now. Um, and uh, you know, it, you know, legumes. Yeah, that's that's grains. You shouldn't be eating that. Nuts and seeds. You should probably eat those in moderation. Yeah, sparingly. Yeah, sparingly, because because guess what? Very they were very, they were available in uh, you know in, in in you know pre-modern times, but they weren't available in the quant. I mean, like you couldn't go buy a two-pound bag at, uh, at Costco or whatever to to, to to you know to you know to. On so. top of which, hello, sugar back in the foraging for nuts and berries days was not the sugar of today. Yeah, and by the way, olive oil, yeah, we know most olive oils cut with seed oil. So yeah, that's yeah, I don't know what how what kind of olive oil they use. It includes moderate amounts of fish and poultry and limits the intake of red meat and processed foods. Um the Mediterranean diet is typically high in protein and fiber, both of which help you feel fuller for longer. Now, the now the Mediterranean meal plan in the study was developed to include the foundational principles of a med diet for, for Australia, including large amounts of extra virgin olive oil, which we, which we know is probably seed oil, uh, fruits, vegetables, legumes, nuts, seeds, moderate amounts of fish, poultry, dairy foods, and low amounts of red meat and processed foods. Now, the principles of the med diet, and I wanted to, I, I wanted to pull this out specifically because I think because this is the, so you know this this is what they say. So it meets 100% of the their nutrition requirements and energy requirements. So, the, so you know, kind of the standard stuff meets food group recommendations that provides less than 10% of total energy from saturated fat. Now we know saturated fat's not bad for you. So, okay, that's so a favorable fat ratio. I'm not sure what that means now. Um, let's see, uh, polyunsaturated to monounsaturated to saturated. Uh, I don't know what a favorable fat ratio is, but, uh, and then we yeah, all- Yeah, they don't define it. That's the interesting thing. Yes. And, and the inadequate intake of, of omega-3 fatty acids, uh, now, now, it still doesn't sound like optimal guidelines, but but I guarantee you that what they're probably doing, what having people do, is probably better than what most, because, uh, yeah, Australians eat like trash pandas, too. So um, I think that's actually, uh, yeah, so it's, pro- so it's probably still better, but not optimal, right? And that's and that's the, the thing is that we just kind of go, and, that, and actually we'll go back to, we'll get to the, the next story where actually we talk about, now they say that uh, a two handfuls of nuts daily can boost memory and brain health. Now, 
know, including nuts in the daily diet is often recommended for maintaining a healthy weight and protecting against heart disease and diabetes. Now, a new study has found that a daily intake of nuts, the antioxidant-rich food source, is also beneficial for brain health. Now, I um, nuts are kind of carby, you know, just, just thought I'd put that out there. Um, and, and also, you know, again, not available, not something you could have, uh, you know, 100 years ago, you know, 100 years ago in the quantities that are available. Or- and the way that they're processed, I'm sure, is in seed oils, because if you ever get down to the bottom of a can of nuts, it's kind of greasy. It's because of the way that they cook. I mean, they have to cook the nuts. Yeah, they do. And, and sometimes they're in seed oils. So, so I point that out, too. So. According to the latest study published in Clinical Nutrition, eating two handfuls of mixed nuts, so so about 60 grams, every day can improve memory and boost brain health in older adults. Now, the researchers found that the participants in the 28-person study, so it's a small study, with an average age of 65, so we're talking, so we're we're talking people older than those of us, most of us that are listening, um, had an an average body mass index of 27.9, who consumed nuts every day showed a marked improvement in blood flow in various parts of their brain. They also had a 16% improvement in a verbal memory task, which involved recollecting words. Now, the researchers said that daily consumption did not show any market improvement in other areas, such as executive function, stress, and quality of life of the participants. Now, the nuts they suggest to eat are almonds, walnuts, pistachios, cashews, and pecans. Well, cashews and pecans are very fattening. Well, now they're, well, they're carby. That's that's probably why they're fattening. Right, that's yeah. what I'm saying. They're yeah. hella carby. Yeah. So, I, yeah. And I mean, you should not eat too much almonds. Yes, that ca- is dangerous. Yes, it, yes. I, I, trust me, I've, I've, I've felt the side effects of that. Yeah, so... <laughs> So, yeah, I don't know about that, but again, they just... Well, here's, a, here's yeah. a good question. What happens if you can't eat nuts? What happens if you have a food allergy? I know there's people who have peanut allergies. I'm sure there's people out there who have allergies to almonds, walnuts, etc. Exactly. And, and um, okay, yeah, so this is, yeah, I mean, again, these are not things that you would, you would might find them every now and again in, in nature, but they're not something you're going to eat by the handful, Right. So the occasional nut and, and then, you know, and even some of the, you know, sort of the and, and some of the traditional peoples that have been kind of driven out by or that are that are still hanging on. It's still, you know, it's, it's like, yeah, the governments have taken away some of their, you know, their hunting lands and that kind of thing. And they're kind of they're kind of reduced to, uh, you know, hunting and gathering things that are maybe less than optimal. Yeah, it's, you know, nuts. They, you, you don't find too many nuts in the in the, uh, you know, in the in, you know, out there in the world unless they're grown in a, in a factory or something, you know. Well, there's plenty of nuts. They're just in California and Washington and such. Yeah, in Oregon, yes. Yeah, they, they, what ain't fruits and nuts is flakes, as, uh, as uh, Gallagher used to say. Yeah. Um, and like I've said for ages, you know, God shook the earth and he tilted it and all the nuts rolled to California. Yeah, that's right. Well, now... Here's a, here's a, here's a, here's a story. Why is weight loss hard for obese people? Well, here the study supposedly s- explains the it's reason. It's called a fork. Yes. Now the findings of a, of a study published in the journal Nature Metabolism attempted to offer an explanation of how obesity caused the brain to lose alignment with what is happening in the gut. Now, our interpretation, uh, this, and this is in quotes, uh, there is a generally reduced nutrient sensing in people with obesity. It could help to explain why weight loss and weight loss maintenance are so hard. 
senior researcher Dr. Mar- uh, Mirelli Surly said, uh, and even after shedding 10% of their weight on a reduced calorie diet for three months, the brain responses of the obese participants did not reverse. Now, re- now researchers believe that impaired nutrient signaling is not permanent and can be regained with more time and sustained weight loss. Now, have they ever considered the fact that the diet doesn't have the right kind of nutrients in it. The reason your body overeats is it's trying to get what it needs to survive. And so it's that's why you overeat, actually. It's the other way around. It's not that the it's not that obese people have a problem. It's they're eating shit. And they're continuing exactly. to eat shit. They're not eating what they need to eat. This it's not a nutrient sensing problem. The nutrient sensors are working perfectly well. There's I I, I challenge anyone Twinkie's not a nutrient. Yeah. I, I challenge anyone to point on the body where the calorie receptor is. There is no such thing as a fucking calorie receptor. All right. I've, I've said that. Now, meanwhile. You all got exactly what you paid for today with a Phoenix and a Phone Boy rant, both in the same show. Woohoo! Yes. Now, the USDA is apparently going to crack down on misleading meat labels like free range and no antibiotics. How about they crack down on the uh, on the fake meat producers saying that they that they are just as good as meat or or it is meat and the, the packaging and everything. And that's a that's a whole nother thing. Now, the U.S. Department of Agriculture announced on June 14th that it would improve its standards for vetting animal ra- raising claims made by meat and poultry producers. Now, the action comes after the agency's vetting process had come under scrutiny by animal welfare groups and researchers. Mainly meat and poultry products labeled as antibiotic-free have been found to contain antibiotics. Shock there. The initiative dovetails the USDA's efforts to quote-unquote protect consumers from false and misleading labels, according to a news release. Have you ever been to a grocery store and tried to read a a food label? Yeah, they're they're all fucking misleading. So, yeah, yeah, good work, USDA. Uh, Claims like free-range, grass-fed, and no antibiotics ever are marketing claims found on a growing number of animal products, which should be... Bullshit marketing terms. Seriously. Which should be approved by the USDA's Food Safety and Inspection Service. Now, um... Now, the, now, say mislabeling occurs to some degree within the meat and poultry industries. Its frequency uh, varies widely. Melissa Wasserman Baker, a registered dietitian nutritionist with food queries in Greenville, North Carolina, uh, you know, said, and, and she said that mislabeling may include inaccurate claims ranging anywhere from the source, origin, processing methods, or additives in products, but said most meat and poultry products on the market now comply with labeling, labeling regulations. I wonder why this stuff needs labels anyway. If, if the food needs labels, it's probably not food. Well, most of what's in the grocery stores today aren't food anyway. And so, <clears throat> not that this is an epiphany, because I know y'all can uh, go back in some of the episodes where we've talked about how... Keto is a bullshit marketing term. However, the basic philosophy of which is not that off base when it comes to yeah. cutting out sugars and grains and such and so on, even though keto doesn't cut out the grains because they're stupid. But anyway, yeah. so the keto diet may help starve cancer tumors, but it also possesses. Wow. It also poses risks. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think the tongue is stoned. No, truly, uh, it got stuck. Yeah. So, new research on the keto diet finds that it might help to slow the growth of tumors, but it might also be linked to a waste syndrome. 
Now, the study was done on rodents and found that those with colorectal and pancreatic cancer on the keto diet were more, more likely to develop cachexia, a wasting syndrome that causes loss of skeletal muscle and fat. Prior research suggests that the keto diet can delay tumor progression and that cachexia is linked to poor prognosis. However, this is the first report to show that the keto diet can fuel cachexia too. The question is, why is the, what is the increase exactly? The study is behind a payroll and the fucking article doesn't say with any specificity. Yeah, so I, it, so it's really hard to evaluate this this claim because, of course, yeah, the, it, the you know there there are if you yeah the wasting syndrome occurs actually even type one diabetics that's that's what ends up happening with type one diabetics is they they can't they're they're not able to produce enough insulin to process the you know the, or to deal with the sugar and they've and that is actually what happens is they it, it doesn't they don't get nutrient you know they so I mean they effect, they effectively. Uh, Gave these these mice type one diabetes and then they died. Uh, yeah, okay, maybe that's uh, so. I don't know. The, 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 I don't like this study because it it, it sounds like a uh, one of these stories that's a, that's a headline grabber, but doesn't really say anything that we can really uh, learn anything about. Wow, yeah. you actually expect anything of quality to come out of any news agency or M five M establishment? Who are you? Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm gonna okay. So we're gonna move on to uh, we're gonna move on to uh, the the the, uh, the that alcohol intake in any quantity is linked to over sixty diseases. And, and I know I've got to now I've got to find I've got to find the, uh, the 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 important clip to play with that, that goes with this. And it's and I'm, it's the problem is that my clips are not organized in in, in places. You failed. Yes, I you know you yeah, fucked up. Yes, but you know I mean uh, yeah there there's there's yeah, yeah, man, I mean, man's got to know his limitations. Yes, you do. Yes, I, and unfortunately, because I because I know that somebody needs more liquor, even though he doesn't. Uh, even though, uh, yeah, there we go. Bemrose needs more liquor. There we go. However, I don't know if you're going to want, dude. I, I don't know how much liquor you you want after this. But in a study ba- published in Nature Medicine, reacher, researchers evaluated the casual relationship between alcohol intake and over 200 diseases in Chinese men. Data from the China Kaduri Biobank or the CKB were used in the study, which included more than 512,000 adult participants. The health effects of their alcohol consumption over 12. 12 years were analyzed using medical records. Now, researchers found that participants with self-reported alcohol intake were at an increased risk of developing 61 diseases. Out of these diseases, 28 were already established as alcohol-related, such as liver cirrhosis, stroke, and several gastrointestinal cancers, while 33, this is where the 33 was, uh, others, such as gout, cataract, and some fractures and gastric ulcers were not previously associated with alcohol intake. Now, with, with every four drinks a day, the risk of developing liver cirrhosis and gout doubles. Meanwhile, the risk of having already established alcohol-related diseases increases to 14%, and the risk of having conditions not previously known to be alcohol-related increases to 6%. I just need to interrupt you for just a second. Um, You were talking earlier that it evaluated the casual relationship. It's actually the causal relationship between alcohol and... Yeah. Oh, just, casual, just saying. Casual relationship. Well, I mean, there is a casual relationship between. You know, anyway, that's it. But any, yes. Anyway, but we know we know why alcohol has this this problem. Now, um, 
because guess what? It's very easy. Sugar, 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 sugar. With more toxicity. Speaking of which, now we're gonna now we're gonna get into some of the some of the fun that I had on this uh, uh, putting this putting this episode together. So now uh, now I'm going to play some clips because of, because you know I've been I've been listening to some of my podcasts again and 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 sometimes they sometimes they drop some truth bombs here. So this is where we get so um, so uh, Gary Fetke, who we've talked about, is a is a uh, is a doctor in Tasmania who I think he kind of explains his own situation here. I think is he was he's he, he's he's an orthopedic surgeon he was taking people's limbs off because of uh because uh they they, they developed diabetes and got and, and and had complications and had to have their had to have their limbs removed well he, he figured out that maybe that was that he didn't have to do that if people ate the right thing and let me let me so i'm just gonna play um i'm gonna i'm gonna play uh, his uh, little clip here that were before you, you play that was he the guy in Vinny's documentary where they actually showed them severing someone's foot yes Okay, you guys, you guys, yeah, you so gals, then, you guys, you whatever you are, pedal heads. If you have not seen the documentaries yeah. that Vinny Tortorich has done, they are absolutely life-changing and eye-opening. Yes. I highly recommend getting this in your life at least once yeah. all i'm asking th- just watch at least once I, I th- I think they're amazing. i think fat a documentary is available for free on youtube i, I believe because I, I believe that is the case I'll, i will check it out and maybe put it in the show notes here but anyway gary fetke was on uh, vinnie's uh vinnie's fitness confidential podcast and so uh th- so i got a few clips from that um that i think will um that we uh, get a couple things that first of all he explains his dietary approach which is what we talk about uh you know here um and uh, he can he kind of came to it on his own conclusion based on uh you know based on his own clinical experience and here's the here you want to you want to know how fucked up things are listen you know this is this is the kind of shit that they call us conspiracy theories for this went through the courts in in, in australia it's it's you know all this stuff is documented and nobody you know and and you know and then just listen to this i mean i don't even know what to say i could see that those people who dropped their sugar dropped their grains dropped their seed oils went on a low-carbohydrate diet, improved their diabetes and improved their foot ulcers and literally. So I, 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 once you see it, you can't unsee it. So I started talking about it, started talking about it in my hospital, got on this thing called social media. Within 24 hours, I was targeted from someone who had ties with Coca-Cola. Um, within a year, I was targeted by the cereal industry. Uh, I got reported to our National Medical Board on three occasions each time by people who are affiliated with the diet with the food industry mostly the cereal industry and um ended up uh, being charged you know essentially with being reckless and dangerous because i was advising my people my patients and the wider community to not eat not eat sugar and literally it's the one question it's hard to believe now when people say oh, I was going to lose my license, my registration, and lose the ability to practice because I was saying to people, stop eating sugar if you've got type two diabetes. That's what it was. Yeah, and- that is abs. Now, mind y'all, I've not heard these clips. This is a cold listen for me, and I'm absolutely appalled. Yeah. This this is why I am working to rally to get government to put a warning label on anything that contains sugar because I'm, I'm wholly convinced that it is one of the most nefarious products ever into existence. 
and it kills more people, maybe not directly. It's kind of like the Charles Manson of killers. He didn't actually get his hands dirty. He just told his followers to go kill those people. I kind of feel like sugar is kind of the Charlie Manson of how you die from like diabetes, heart disease, uh, fatty liver disease, all these death dealing diseases that sugar is directly yet indirectly connected to. Yeah. Well, I so I have some cl- I have a couple of clips later that I I'm I'm not so sure sugar is a problem, but it's not the only problem. And we'll get into that in a second. Now, um, here's now here I actually like what so so later in this podcast he talks about so we, there was a there's a question of okay well how much is because because we've had sugar in our you know you know. Proteins, carbohydrates, and fat are are been in, have been in our dietary you know for you know for, for throughout all of our uh, you know all of our uh, history right so these things aren't necessarily inherently bad on their own right so and, and in fact there are some you know, there are some uh, you know so so there is some uh, you know there, the, 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 but the occurrence of sugar you know probably now compared to when it was is probably very different than than you know certainly the quantities and the frequency of which they're consumed but so now so but there's a question of okay how much is too much right. And so Gary Fetke actually came up with a number. Um, and Before you play that, we have just been informed of something that I find very fascinating by Weirdo. He said that packages in Mexico have warnings that there's excessive sugar. I mean, obviously, it's, it's in Spanish, but that's fucking brilliant. I have to say, why... Is it that Mexico has it right and they're putting warnings on these products? But here's the thing. It's not enough to have a warning. It's much like with cigarettes and alcohol. A five-year-old should not be able to walk in with enough money to buy a can of Coke and walk out of the store. I, I hate to be that lame, but I really think that there needs to be a little bit more restriction on such a dangerous substance. Yes, this is true. And in fact, it, it, now, here's how little, and I think it's important that you listen to this, how little it actually takes to cause, to start causing damage to your body. And we will, uh, and we're going to play that clip now. Sugar in excess, carbohydrate in excess will, you know, push your blood glucose up. It pushes up your insulin secretion. You will end up inflamed. I did a talk, I don't know, 18 months ago, whatever, I can't, uh, carbohydrate, the dose is the poison. It's one of those ones done in the midst of COVID and we're not, you know, I'm as animated as a brick wall because I hate just talking into a camera without having a conversation. But nonetheless, that's been said half a million times or so. But again, the thing about it is, I came up with what is the toxic dose of carbohydrate. You know, I'm in this space, you're in that space. We talk about what is the dangerous level. So I took an academic argument purely down to the biochemistry, the science, what happens in a cell, what happens in a blood vessel wall, and came up with a figure of four grams. Four grams, one teaspoon of carbohydrate, of glucose, it starts having a negative effect on the body. And, you know, I've been waiting. I've presented that to doctors. I've presented to different meetings that talk in various forms. I'm waiting for someone to tell me I'm wrong. Yeah, and I don't think anybody's going to tell him he's wrong because he's not. I mean, it's... 
Now, yeah, that that's that's uh, you know that's a that's not very much sugar. A teaspoon of sugar is yeah, I mean, very minimal, very minimal, right? And and if you and if you look at our diet, right, we may have gotten that spike. I don't know a few times a year when when the fruit was uh, you know, highly available and we ate or or you got some honey, but for the most part, it's not you know you're not going over that every day, right? If you're just if you're eating what's available, you're really not eating that much sugar at all. But um, it is. Um, now, this is also something you talked about, and I think a little, just just a little after that. But this is, you know, you've you've heard about, um, um, you've, uh, you know, they sometimes feed oats to a horse right before they. Uh um, before the, before race day, right? And then, you know when they're about to go, you know, do like the Kentucky Derby or whatever. Well, you want to know what the oats actually does to them? Well, here I'll explain. Yeah, they give oats to horses on race day to make them go stir crazy and faster. Right. Because it it winds them up, not because it actually is you know, just a good energy. It actually turns them crazy and makes them run faster. Yeah. And that may work as a short term thing, but if you actually keep putting high octane fuel into the car engine when it's not meant when it's meant to have diesel, you're going to blow it. Yeah, and and that's it. Yeah. Oops, I mean, yeah, that, that's on me exactly. Yes, exactly. So, um, yeah, and that, and that's and that's what that's what happens. Now, of course, we just spent all this time pooping sugar. Well. Okay, it may not be the only problem now. Um, so, and then we'll we'll give some we'll give some facts for that. So, th- I'm going to read a uh, so uh, on a different podcast uh, on the Peak Human podcast, or, uh, or of uh, uh, where uh, Brian Sanders is the host. Now, he he had on Chris Kenobi, who's a who's a uh, an MD, a, f- a physician, researcher, ophthalmologist, public health advocate, and associate clinical professor emeritus, formerly of the University of Texas Southwestern Medical Center in Dallas. Doctor Kenobi is known primarily for his research. Publications and presentations connected connecting westernized diets and highly polyunsaturated vegetable oils to numerous chronic diseases, including coronary heart disease, hypertension, stroke, cancers, type 2 diabetes, metabolic syndrome, obesity, Alzheimer's disease, autoimmune diseases, and age-related macular degeneration. That sounds like an SEO full right there. Um, I have a question. Did, did you say this guy's name was Obi-Wan? Uh, no, Kenobi. Yes, I know. Okay. Yes. Uh, I didn't even have to do it. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm so... Breaking the balls. Breaking, breaking the, the balls. Dr. Kenobi's research has focused greatly on the vegetable oil hypothesis as the primary driver of overweight and chronic disease. In 2016, Kenobi formally introduced the hypothesis and, and that processed foods and vegetable oils are the primary drivers of, of AMD, or age-related macular degeneration, which is the leading cause of irreversible vision loss and blindness in people over the age of 50 worldwide. Now, this is one of the things that they look for when they test you for t- after you've been diagnosed with type 2 diabetes. They want to look at your eyes to make sure you're not getting any problems there. Now, um, so now he actually did, and he actually did a book, and he actually uh, he actually looked at the numbers on sugar and obesity, and and they're not what not they're not exactly what you'd expect. Sugar has a very poor correlation with obesity and diabetes in the United States, and well, in fact, most countries. But if you go through the book, you'll see that in the United States. Sugar has been going down since 1999. Carbohydrates have been going down since 1997. Total calories have been going down since 2002. And yet this is the time when obesity and diabetes and metabolic syndrome have had their greatest increases. And it's similar, similar data in four other countries. So in Australia, you see that sugar and carbohydrates have been going down since 1961 while obesity and diabetes go up. And it's similar in the United Kingdom. You've got sugar going down since 1961. 
And yet, again, you have all of this, you know, obesity and obesity in the United Kingdom has risen fourfold in that time frame. I think from 7% in 1980 to 28% more recently, I think 2010 or so. A similar situation in Israel. And then Japan, we can go into depth in Japan later, but it's a similar situation there. You have, as the United States, you've got calories, carbohydrates, and sugars all recently going down while obesity, diabetes, uh, cancer, diabetes, uh, macular degeneration, all going through the roof. Now, sugar, does sugar contribute to all of these? Yes. I, I, in, in the, I just think it, his numbers are bullshit. Yeah. And I'm telling you, at, uh, now you've got me wound the fuck up. No. Again, this was a cold listen. I've not heard this clip before. So you're getting raw Phoenix at this point, okay? What the actual fuck the numbers that he's quoting are not, they're, they're not factual. Well, okay. We're not we, having, okay, we have oh, written- the highest of this and that right now. No, motherfucker, back in the 80s when this shit first started coming into its fruition was when it was at the highest. Well, the other, here, okay, but here's the other thing, here's the other part of this, though, and I think it's worth noting is that, and because again, we know that sugar has went up, but seed oils have also been more in the diet too. Especially when we started, especially when they started implementing the dietary guidelines, and that's when they started really pulling out all the animal fats and started replacing it with canola oil and shit like that. So and convincing people that that fucking industrial lubricant was actually food. Yes. So it. So to tease out the effects of that, I think it's. I think it's difficult to say was it one or the other. Clearly, both of them are bad. Right now, he presents some other evidence that I'm gonna that I'm gonna see here that I think might that I might give you the sense that maybe there's a little bit more to this than just, you know, he's saying sugar isn't, he's not saying that sugar isn't a problem. I'm not way. saying sugar is the only problem. No, I think this is a bigger problem. And and so here's, so let me, so he, he quotes some other statistics about, uh, about sugar, um, you know, and it's, and it's disease, uh, you know, and, and the disease worldwide is, as you know, the, and, and how that, and, and the commenting on, you know, sort of the, the correlations and such. Globally, since the 19, uh, since about 1970, sugar has only changed about 5% globally, and carbohydrates have gone slightly down 1.5% since around 1970, and yet obesity in men, I think uh, in men about approximately tripled in that time frame, and obesity in women approximately doubled. Uh, more than doubled in women during that time frame, and diabetes has has gone way up um, globally. Oh yes, there we go. Right, that's on me. Uh, so. Chris can yeah so this is and again it, it, there's it's not just looking at the U.S. data and actually he, there's I would actually listen to this podcast I'll have a link to it in the show notes I, 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 I want to point something out yeah. okay because he's saying how oh sugar consumption has gone down I don't think they're taking into account all the trash panda food that well, you're putting in your face well, that contains sugar well it, they're well, looking at how is oh, it well you know my, candy bars and sweets well, and here's not, my, you're not thinking about your or all the fake sugars that are being consumed yeah which, which is a whole nother thing this is why i want to read the book and find out what and find out what he, how he defines sugar because this came across my my uh, transom i, I want to go buy his book and go see how that what the data actually is to to see what he, the point he's making however i think 
he makes a pretty compelling point. And he, you know, and he's made some pretty compelling points saying, hey, you know, and, and you know, certainly in some of the Asian, uh, you know, the, you know, some of the more, uh, you know, some of the more traditional places that are, st- you know, still tropical and whatever, they're still eating their normal diet and still living their normal way, except there's a lot more seed oils in place. You know, they're not, so the, all, the only thing that's really changed in that case is the seed oils and the seed oils. And that's what I probably should have clipped for this, would have made more sense. But I will play a clip on China, which I think this is, this has got a kicker on it that I, this is a little bit longer. So, uh, but uh, there's a, there's a, there's a kicker on this that I think is, uh, that, that, that sh- that'll blow your mind. Since about 1980, sugar consumption in China has been two and a half percent of calories, roughly. This is 60 to 80 calories per day. This is equivalent of four teaspoons of sugar per day, and it's stable, mm-hmm. right? Since about 1980, it has not changed. But the vegetable oils, if we go clear back to um, 1961, their vegetable oils were about 30 calories a day. And by 2018, their vegetable oils had increased to an average of 204 calories per day. All right. So they went up, whatever that is, six, seven fold or something like that. Roughly about seven, about seven fold. Right. And okay. In this time frame, so here's what happened with their health during this time frame as these vegetable oils go through the roof. Uh, Oh, and by the way, their sugar consumption is the eighth lowest in the world, if I didn't mention that. All right. Cancer between 1990 and 2017 went up, this is overall cancer incidence, went up 3.2 fold. Diabetes increased just between 1990 and 2017 from 3.7% to 6.7%. That's a 78% increase just in that 17 year period. Cardiovascular disease went up 15% between 1990 and 2017. Overweight and obesity combined increased from 15.3% in 1991 to 42% in 2015. So it almost tripled, right? But that's enormous. And the cancer increase included a 465% increase in lung cancers while the smoking prevalence went way down. Yeah. That's fucking bizarre. Yes. So you want to think there's there's something to this seed oil stuff being toxic. I mean, it is truly toxic. Well, you know, okay, yeah. so here's here's a thought I'm having. When he mentions the fact of the lung cancer, you realize that when you, prime example, yeah. Yeah. okay, <clears throat> when, um, sorry, I, I, I had a couple of thoughts crashing in my head at once. Yes. If you're frying something on the stove. Yeah. If you notice above it, yeah, okay, that's not spatter. No, that's evaporation. Yeah. So essentially, these folks that are using these seed oils, undoubtedly, they're inhaling them through frying foods and such and so on. And of course, that's going to contribute to lung cancer if seed oils are indeed the problem, which I'm not saying they're not. Yeah, exactly. But I think we, I think it is, it's interesting that it's not the only thing to, to avoid. And, and, and I think even though we've not done as good a job avoiding uh, sugar uh, in, in recent, uh, in recent months as uh, we've done pretty good on seed oils because yeah, we don't own any seed oils. We don't, you know, the only time we encounter them is when we buy food uh, at restaurants these days. And we don't, we don't do that very often. So the amount of seed oils we consume is pretty low. Exactly. Uh, because honestly, I much prefer knowing what is going into 
to my food that I'm going to consume. It That's why I religiously read labels. I will tell you all, I read labels to the point where I'm even making sure that my fucking cat doesn't have trash panda treats. Trash panda treats. I think that's a, that's a, anyway, that's something I need to write down. Uh, so how about, how about, uh, you know, how about we talk about uh, apparently too much or too little sleep may raise your risk of diabetes. Now, this now, is now I had this, a thought on right. this. So after you hear the show, I'm going to give you the thought that I had on this, and you tell me if you think that it holds water. Okay. So a new study indicates that sleeping for too long or too short a time is associated with diabetes risk. Poor quality sleep also increases the risk of developing diabetes. Now, people who spent longer than 10 hours were at the greatest risk. Now, the link may be related to impaired insulin production or utilization due to sleepiness. Now, the sleep experts advise practicing good sleep hygiene to reduce your risk. And, and yeah, sleep's important, I can assure you. It's too little or too... It, there, it's not. There's something not, not good about that. But maybe it's the diet that's affecting the sleep, not the other way around. I mean, that's my exactly, thought. Exactly, because if you are not healthy, if you are overweight, if you are eating a... And think about this. If you are eating something that's really carb-rich, okay, it's going to make you sleepy. <clears throat> if you're eating a lot of carbs, y'all, you're a really good candidate for diabetes. I kind of feel like there's a major connection here, but... Like Foam Boy said, I think they've got it backwards. I think because you are metabolically broken and you more than likely have diabetes, that the sleep issue is one of the signs and symptoms that you're suffering from it, yeah. even if you're not aware of it yeah. immediately. All of, all of these deficiencies have a single source, most likely, or a couple of sources, and and you need to address those because the reason you're not sleeping is because you know that I mean, there's many there's a myriad of reasons that might you may not be sleeping. Uh, I didn't sleep because I was fearing for my life in that in that freaking house I lived in, but that's a, that's a different thing. Um, so now, now, you know, sadly enough that. I can actually picture her being one of those fucking Karen heifers that just snaps and murders her whole fucking family and then walks out onto the lawn with blood dripping off of her like, yes, I'm sorry. I don't know why that thought just came to mind, but you got out with your life. You're lucky. Yeah. And and, uh, Sir Bemrose, of course, saying rolling a D6 and getting one, two, three, four, five or six can contribute to diabetes. That sounds about right. That's a total D&D reference that I don't totally get, but appreciate. Yes, exactly. But I do. Yeah, it's it's, it's just a regular die, honey. That's all. That's all it is. Now, um, we will. um, Okay, so we got one more story in the health category, and this is eight weeks of lifestyle changes reduced biological age by three years. Years in a groundbreaking proof of concept. Now, uh, now they now what they claim is that there are six uh, rather simple diet and lifestyle changes that reduce the biological age by three point two years over two months. Now, those changes were seen in older, healthier males, suggesting larger gains in those who are obese or sick. And I think this is true because it doesn't take a whole lot. I mean, you know, we were God, we didn't didn't we see uh, uh, our, Chris who we broke his balls because uh, because he he was offended by our uh, by our shenanigans, our cheeky and fun shenanigans. Yes, 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 yeah. yes. Yes. Well, and, yeah, but I, I know he I know he's also been struggling with uh, weight loss as well and yes and he, i think he shared some uh, success with that uh, uh but yeah, we were uh, talking about the new bike pedals you put on today yeah that's exactly but uh so hey it, i mean I, I truly respect the fact that if you can go out there and just try to improve your health doesn't matter what you're doing you know for for chris it's biking for us it's running 
or going to the gym, you know, whatever it is. Yeah, exactly. Just get up and do whatever you can do because small actions won't have immediate visual results. But at some point, you're going to look and go, wow, look at the change. Yeah. And you're going to feel better and you're going to be healthier. Yeah. Now, here's what they suggested. Uh, they, they suggested, uh, um, so they were, they suggested better sleep, of course. So make sure, you know, getting, getting, getting your seven hours of sleep at night uh, that they talk about. Uh, and then uh, some phytonutrient power, uh, power, powder supplements consisting of polyphenols and curcumin. Um, okay, maybe there's some stuff there, um, but a 10-minute meditation or breathing practice done twice daily, yeah, taking, getting, you know, being present, all that stuff. I think that's it's a you know, moderate 12-hour intermittent fasting, meaning not eating for 12 hours. It's, you know, it's they call it fasting. That's it's not hard to do if you're sleeping 10 hours or more. Exactly. Um, okay, so. Um, Let's see. So then we also got mod so we got a probiotic consisting of Lactobactylus plant uh, plantarium. I don't know what the heck that is. Um, Thirty minutes of exercise per day, five days a week at sixty to eighty percent of maximum heart rate. So yeah, exercising in zone two. That sounds like a good idea. Now, um, now the now the diet was not significantly altered from normal. Yet personalized recommendations, except as part of a general lowering of carbohydrate intake. Now it's mostly plant based, with an emphasis on choosing low glycemic fruit and replacing proteins with the nutrient dense liver and egg. So and actually, yeah, I mean that, 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 that at least they you know they're okay. They're eating mostly vegetables, but they're still eating the they're recognizing the nutrient density of you know of um, you know eggs and, and organ meats. So I can I could see that. Although I don't know who wants to eat liver. It's, that's a that's a that's a difficult thing to eat even when prepared you correctly. Didn't. Hate it when I cook when I cooked it no, for, but for Mama. And no, you and I know. I, 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 yeah, we, we ate liver and heart. I know. I'm not saying it, but it's not something you eat every day. Is, is no, it it's to. not going to be something you see put on the lotus menu anytime soon for an after show dinner no exactly well we'll get we'll get to that in a second here but we're gonna or you know in a little in a little bit but uh, meanwhile let's see I think it is time for uh, this segment the key to life is a penis in your asshole. Yeah. Okay. That's right. For some people, happiness is a penis in your asshole. So here is a story that we bumped into and just immediately said, this is a great rant piece. We should put it in the show. So there is a girl who is suing a hospital for removing her breasts at age 13. Let that sink in for just a second, y'all. In order for the hospital to have done this, her parents would have have to consented. At 13, you are not a legal adult. You cannot sign legal paperwork stating you consent to any procedure, not even an aspirin. So how does something like this happen? So a hospital and doctors in California are facing a new lawsuit for removing the breasts of a 13-year-old girl after she claimed she was a boy. Well, there's problem number fucking one. This whole gender affirmment movement where everybody's trying to convince little boys that they're little girls and vice versa. So the defendants carried out ideological and profit-driven medical abuse when they prescribed her puberty blockers and hormones and then later performed a double mastectomy. Charles... Lamandry, one of the lawyers representing the plaintiff, Layla Jane, said in a statement, 
Now, Jane is 18 now and was influenced by people online when she was just 11 and told her parents she was a boy, prompting them to ask for guidance from doctors. While three doctors said Jane was too young for cross-sex hormones, she was eventually referred to several other doctors who prescribed her puberty blockers and hormones. Within six months, they removed her breasts. Now, let's just stop right the hell there. We talk on this show about doctors being paid pharma whores and paid drug dealers right there. Prime example. This pisses me off. Yeah. I, I, there's a reason I let you read this story because you, you're, you're, you're going to be fiery Phoenix here. Damn right. One. So the hormones and puberty blockers were given based on a single 75 minute session with Suzanne Watson, a psychologist, according to the suit. Dr. Winnie Tong, a plastic surgeon concluded after a 30 minute session that Jane could have her breasts removed. Defendants did not question, elicit, or attempt to understand the psychological events that led Kayla to the mistaken belief that she was transgender, nor did they evaluate, appreciate, or treat her multifaceted presentation of comorbid symptoms. Now, this is according to the lawsuit. Instead, they assume that Kayla, a 12-year-old, you heard that right, 12 year old emotionally troubled girl knew best what she wanted to improve her mental health and figuratively handed her the prescription pad there's no other area of medicine where doctors will surgically remove a perfectly healthy body part and intentionally induce a diseased state of the pituitary gland misfunction based simply on that person's wishes now doreen samuelson a psychologist not named as a defendant, by contrast, told Jane and her parents that she couldn't receive puberty blockers or cross-sex hormones due to factors such as her age. Are you fucking kidding? And water's wet, folks. So Jane, whose given name is Kayla Jovedal, has since detransitioned or resumed identity as a girl. She's currently receiving psychotherapy for mental health issues such as social anxiety disorder. Really? You don't say. Now, that kind of treatment should have been offered instead of the drastic steps the defendants took, the suit states, noting that per a number of studies, youth who experience gender dysphoria often ultimately become comfortable with their birth sex. Duh. Why do you think I bitch and complain all the time about this? A child pre-18 years old should not have the right to say, I want to be a different gender. And the parents should immediately put that child into some kind of therapy to find out just exactly why they want this at 11, at 12, at 5. I don't care how old they are. 18 is 18 for a reason. And even some 18-year-olds are not mature enough, in my opinion to make the decision on that shit, but the law is what the law is, and since I'm such a shill for the law, according to people. Shill for the law. Shill for the law. So, other papers have found that people who underwent chemical or surgical procedures to transition experience mental health issues and higher suicide rates, and some countries have restricted the usage of puberty blockers to certain settings due to a dearth of clinical research on using them on youth wanting to transition. 
So the lack of therapy and outlining of possible side effects from the surgery means the doctors didn't provide Jane with informed consent, according to the lawsuit. Instead, the defendants claim that the dysphoria wouldn't resolve unless she underwent the procedure. Money grab! Yeah, no kidding. Now, at one point, according to one of her parents... I'm sorry. According to one of the doctors, they told her parents, would you rather have a live son or a dead daughter? I'm pretty sure JCD recently said the same fucking thing. Yeah, that's pretty dark. Uh, Yeah, I think at that point I would have gotten up out of my chair and turned the fuck around and then reported him to the medical authorities. Like, are you fucking kidding me? So nobody, none of my doctors tried anything to make me comfortable in my body or meaningfully pushed back or asked questions. They only affirmed, Jane told the Epoch Times. Now, I, I agree with that completely. Our, our society has become so accept everything. You know, if it's not for money, which we always say when you question, follow the money. If it's not about the money, then it's just immoral on top of immoral, in my opinion, on that. So Jane said she didn't feel better after her surgery. She suffered nerve damage and other issues. She says she's happier since she detransitioned. The law says children aren't mature enough to make serious decisions that could have long-lasting consequences, like getting a a tattoo, driving with friends, drinking alcohol, smoking cigarettes, or even voting. Jane said in a statement, so why is it acceptable for 13-year-olds to decide to mutilate their body? And I agree with her completely. Oh, yeah. The, the defendants are Kaiser Foundation Hospitals and the Permanente Medical Group. So Kaiser Permanente, yeah. We haven't heard from them in a while. Welcome back, boys. So both part of the nonprofit Kaiser Permanente, Watson, and the doctors who work for are, are affiliated with Kaiser Permanente. So this is a big-ass suit that they're bringing. Now, Kaiser Permanente and Watson didn't respond to requests for comment. <laughs> no shit, you think? Can, can, can you say? Yes, I, you know you fucked up. Now, the suit was filed in the Superior Court of the State of California. So this is going to be really interesting. We're definitely going to keep an eye on it. But Jane is seeking damages for her pain and suffering, additional money for medical expenses, and costs of the suit covered. And a similar lawsuit was filed by Chloe Cl- Cole, whose breasts were removed when she was 15 earlier this year. So this is becoming an epidemic, apparently, of these money-grabbing doctors capitalizing on these mentally broken teenagers who think that they need to be a different gender to make themselves happy when all they really need to do is be who they are, whoever that happens to be. If you're a girl who likes playing football like I was, be that girl. If you're a boy who likes doing hair, be that boy. There is nothing wrong with being who you are. And fuck anybody out there who is giving you shit for the way that you are. That's one of the most freeing things that you and I found when we found each other is the ability to be who we were and not worry that we're going to be judged by our partner. And honestly, we don't give a fuck if we're judged by other people because we're secure in who we are, whether it's in this show or Behind the mic when we're not hot. Yeah. 
there you go. Exactly. Um, now, uh, this is uh, this is something that uh, this is uh, there, there's an article about how I embraced alcohol free living Four things that made it easier. Now, this is now it's kind of funny because, uh, yeah, for we're, we're uh, getting together this weekend. And yes, there is. Uh, we, we're I'm actually I'm, just for health reasons. Anyway, I've kind of I've said like, OK, I'm, I don't want to smoke. I don't want to. Well, no, I'm smoking. That That's that's what I'm doing instead. Right. Right. As, that Yeah. That's the trade off yeah. is we're having an alcohol free event, but we're definitely going to be herbally friendly. Yeah, that's right. So, um, okay. I, but the, so here's, here's what, um, here, so this is, uh, you know, here, here are the four things that they, that the, this thing talks about. So sadly, yeah. I know phone boy wouldn't be able to find the drop quick enough. So I'm going to do it live for you. Fine folks. Ben here. Squee! Yes. There you go. So now that that's been done, cause you know, we have rules around here. Yes. So tell us about how someone embraced alcohol-free living yeah, or so, things that made so it easier. So aware, awareness, which is you have a potential problem. Now, um, society tends to view problematic drinking in black and white terms. You're an alcoholic and you need to be fixed or you're not an alcoholic and therefore okay. Well, it may be more nuanced than that. And I, I can certainly uh, certainly experience that in my own life uh, or I've seen that in you know, my own life. Uh, there's a spectrum between the extremes of rock bottom and every now and again drinking. And it's a long spectrum. And that, this is true. Now, a gray area drinker could be consuming a couple of glasses of wine each evening or could be someone who binge drinks at the weekend or someone who can abstain for a month at a time to prove they haven't got a problem. Now, um, and of course, there's acceptance that you that and specifically that you want something different. Now, I know personally from my own life, I know what unchecked alcohol use can do from just from my own you know, what happened in my own family and i've always wanted to ensure that i maintain my control of use of it and that goes back to very early days um now i i at, now during 2020 right when when all the covid thing and plus plus we know what's we know what's going on with my marriage at that point um but i noticed that um i noticed that my consumption of alcohol had increased uh, a bit and even my ex noticed that my alcohol consumption increased and she said do we have a problem and now i i gave it up for several you, months you mean she actually did exactly what narcissists do which is to not miss an opportunity to shame you and make you feel less than <gasps> where's my shocked face yeah exactly well i mean yeah if i and if i had my if i had my clips ready i would i would uh i i, I would actually find the clip that that you that yeah that would actually have be able to play that now um that i would play that surely you can't be serious Right. Actually, I think you've got it on here. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Yeah. So, yes, but, I do. But when she mentioned it to me, I had already had made the decision because I saw it myself and went, yeah, this is not something this. And I knew it wasn't healthy. So I said, OK. So I actually I actually didn't drink for probably about four months and and I felt a lot better. And I started do, trying to do other things. So um, but it's not because. Yeah. But again, I made that by the time she mentioned it to me, I'd already decided, OK, on January 1st, I'm, I'm cutting I'm I'm cutting off, uh, you know, or, or I'm going to I'm going to stop drinking for a while and see how it I said I was going to do it for a month and I ended up going and then, and then there was a challenge at work. And so I ended up doing it for longer, but, um, and then, yeah, I mean, if, but, uh, if only know. she knew she was the reason for your fucking drinking. Yeah, well, that, she still wouldn't have given a shit. That's right. Uh, now, of course, you know, once you realize that you've got a problem and you accept that you want to change, now you actually have to do something for it. So that means you got to set yourself up for success. So, you know, get the alcohol out of the house if it's problems. Get the you know, set a target for yourself. Right. Learn, learn, you know, learn about how this stuff affects you, and get help from your friends and family when things, uh, when when things invariably, uh, you know, have issues. And then, and then, you know, and then this is, you know, and then I'm, you know, also acting in alignment. And this is this is 
is the fourth thing. Uh, you know, this, uh, you know, this aligning who you are and what you do together. And, and this might require changing parts of who you thought you were. Now, uh, you know, this is this uh, this particular author had said. Now I recognize now that a large part of the woohoo let me take the charge to the pub bar dance floor part of my personality looked like an extrovert, but was indeed an introvert using alcohol as a coping mechanism in situations where I didn't feel comfortable. Yeah, that's where. And I'll be honest. There's a, there are some uh, you know that that's some of what why I was why I drink sometimes, especially in those kind of situations. It's like yeah, it helped it, a little liquid courage, as it were. You know, uh, so well, and you know because you have a wonderful lady by your side for this trip to Israel. You'll have some arm candy. Maybe you won't feel as nervous and you will limit or eliminate. I don't expect you'll eliminate the libations because, I mean, you haven't seen these folks in a good long minute. And, I mean, you know, I don't see any harm with maybe having a scotch or two or six or eight, but irrelevant to the fact You'll um you'll have something else to occupy your time rather than liquor, much like you do now. Exactly. Um, all right. So and and yeah, and I think uh, um yeah, th- and, and yeah. That, so I think I don't think that's I think this is uh, certainly during the large peopley events. That's that's probably where that happens a little bit more. And I got people buying me drinks. That's the other part of this uh, that but worry about. But I think it's a it's a thing. Um, so all right. We're going to, I think, I think what we're going to do, I'm going to skip, I'm going to skip this. I'm going to skip this story, the, the next story here. And I'm going to go to, uh, the, the mindset shifts that we've got here. So, uh, and I think this is, I think this is important. I think this is important to, hold on, let me do, let me finish putting this, let me put this back where it, let me put this where it needs to go down here in the show, in the, in the show script. But, uh, now I go back now I've, I've lost my place. This is what happens. So, um, these are very powerful when you're trying to get, live in a line and, and try to get and trying to get things, uh, you know, tr- trying to uh, get back to center. And this, these are some things that I think we've all, I think you and I have both uh, had these uh, epiphanies and have started to work toward these things. And, and I think it's uh, we have. Yeah, we start with uh, I am enough. This idea that and you can notice the opposite of this when you're afraid you'll be judged, afraid you'll fall uh, or fail, afraid you're unworthy of respect or admiration. When you're caught up in what other people are thinking or blaming them for making you feel not enough. When you're overwhelmed and think you can't do everything what if you were always enough no matter what you do or don't do what if you didn't have to worry about being good enough anymore what if this were your base assumption then everything else where you worry about this becomes so much easier and that's a that's a huge message that i think people really need to hear is that you are enough we don't always have those shining star days where everything works out perfectly Shit goes sideways, tits up, etc. It does not, it's not a reflection of you as a person just because your day went to shit or you're not fulfilling someone else's needs. Now, granted, okay, in relationships, it's a give and take. If your partner is not giving you enough of something, then, you know, communicating with them and saying, hey, you know, I need, you know, I, I need this or I need that, you know, that's a healthy relationship. And it doesn't mean that you're not enough for that person. It just means that maybe life got in the way or something. And I mean, we all slip from time to time. You can't spend your entire life. It's like they say, uh, you can please everyone some of the time, but not everyone all the time or something like that. And that's really true. But it's not a reflection of you as a person just because someone else's expectations of you are unrealistic 
or you have a lot going on in your life and you have to kind of, I mean, I'm going through that right now where I have to try to figure out how to get all the things that are most important to me into their own time slot so that I can form a schedule that works for what I'm doing because school is getting more intense. You know, there's a reason I took the summer, you know, I sacrificed this and next summer. It's because I want to accelerate my degree. I want to get out there and do the thing that I've set out to do. But I also don't want to let my weight loss goals down. I don't want to neglect seeing members of my family. I mean, work is a huge part because paying the bills is kind of important to keep uh, the wolves away. And there's also one of the most important things in my hierarchy, which is I have this wonderful show that I do with this wonderful man every week. And you pedal heads deserve to have a fully functional Phoenix on the mic with you. So this is one of the things that has been a real challenge is accepting when I fall short that I am enough. Yeah. And I think, you know, the, the next, the next habit is feel is actually feeling your emotions. Most people don't want to feel sad or fear frustration, anger, grief. We tend to avoid these emotions because we feel there's something wrong with feeling them. Now, most of our lives are actually spent trying to avoid these emotions and, and distracting and avoiding and denying. But what if we just allowed ourselves to feel sad or afraid or angry? Now, going through these emotions is not that difficult. It is a bit unpleasant, no question. But these emotions can also be beautiful, places of learning and wisdom and much more if, we're, if we are open to the experience. Uh, and then they pass, and then we don't have to spend so much energy resisting and suppressing. We become more relaxed around these emotions. And give yourself permission to feel emotions. And I think this is, you know, and this is uh, a lot of I think what I what I've been what I have uh, you know struggled with over the years is because I um, I've had because just trying to survive in the environment I was in, I didn't allow my I try I didn't didn't allow myself to entertain some of these thoughts and feel these things. And now they're they've, they're coming out now because I'm in a, I'm in a much freer environment. I'm in a freer place i can because you were afraid that you would be subjected and and probably rightfully so to ridicule if you allowed your emotions to be seen it was just another weapon for her to use against you Exactly. And so there, so now I can, and yeah, allowing, and sometimes we'll, you know, you ask me questions, why am I feeling something? Sometimes I don't know, right? It's, we're, we're still trying to figure out some of this stuff. And I think we've, um, but uh, I think in that case, yeah, 25 years of programming does not deprogram in a year plus at this point. No, it doesn't. But, um, you know, and this is now I, again. I love my I love myself when I feel emotions. That's the other. That's the other part. You know, another part of this is when you feel emotions. It's like if if you're like most people, you'll you'll you're not only resist, but you'll make yourself feel bad for feeling them. Now, if you simply notice that you're feeling the emotion, let's say it's frustration or sadness, and gave yourself some love, some breath, some space, it would be an entirely different experience. It would not make a big deal out of having the emotion, but would simply give yourself some love. It's a game changer, and I can tell you that when I experience these feelings. Uh, and then they do come up from time to time and kind of in, 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 in certain situations. Yeah, I, I allow myself to have those feelings and realize that they're, you know, they're, and, and I understand where some of those feelings come from now. And so I say, okay, that, that's, you're acknowledging the, the, you know, the past trauma that you didn't get to acknowledge to yourself, right? You're acknowledge, so you're acknowledging your, you know, what happened in your past and you say, okay, that's not like this now. This is not, and, and it's amazing how quickly the feeling goes away as you're doing this. Um, 
But, uh, and then, um, you know, this is also not uh, being right versus, you know, not being stuck in right versus wrong. And it's incredible how often we make ourselves wrong. And I, I shouldn't have done that. I suck for not doing this. I, I, I feel ashamed for how I am. And we do the same thing to other people too. They suck for not doing this or that. And we stress out trying to do things right. But what if we got out of that? What if, what if the winning move is to not play that game? Uh, play a whole different game that isn't constrained by this mental framework. It'd be free of shoulds and shame and free to play, invent, explore, create art and have a joyful ruckus of a time and you know we always have a great goddamn time here that's what we do um it is exactly what we do they had a great goddamn time and you've got i'm glad you've got that clip uh, loaded up now um and this is and we always talk about this right and this is it, this is trusting yourself uh what would life be like if you trusted yourself and this is and and, and when i started this whole process i didn't have a choice but to trust myself because that was the only person i could trust we talk all the time especially in context to me about betting on myself when i got my car when I decided to go back to school, pretty much everything I've done since I've been with you has been a gigantic bet on myself. And I would I would say that that probably also resounds for you that I mean, it had to you moved twenty four hundred miles after meeting in person one time. Now, granted, you have amazing um, like you're a really good read on people. You have a fantastic ability to see what other people don't with people. So I get the impression, and I know we talked about it behind the mic, that you knew that my intentions and my feelings were completely pure when it came to you, and that the move that you were making would turn out to be healthy for you. And I think, arguably, it has been. Yeah, it has. It's been great. And so, and this is, and in, 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 you know, and yes, I've had to trust myself uh, going forward. And, and it's, and yeah, what would life be like if you trusted yourself? Now, most of us are caught up in worry and anxiety because we don't trust ourselves. And I, and I can recognize this, that this is, I didn't trust myself. There's a reason I stayed in the situation I did is because I didn't trust myself. Now, what else is possible if you start to trust yourself? And again, when I started this process, I had to trust myself and I went from, you know, down in the dumps to well here you know here in front of you now and having a great goddamn time um you know we a life of greater ease and playfulness for example this is and this is an incredible way to live this is how we live folks um you know we we live that way it's amazing yeah Uh, what what you hear is what you get with us our our shtick and our banter is not scripted and the way we feel about each other is completely evident by just when you see us together and i'm sure that in the coming time everyone will have a chance to meet us in person and they'll see that the silly stupid shit that falls out of our mouths and the antics that we pull we do that behind the mic we do that in front of the mic and the way we feel about each other just radiates it just lightens yeah, peop- up a room. People can see it on our, and just just even when even when the other's not present, they can see, other people can see us and go, and people have known us for a long time and go, wow, you're much happier. Yeah, well, there's a reason for that. You've had actually people comment, I think, in your work arena yes, about that. Uh, yes, people that know me very well have, uh, have done exactly that. Um, and, you know, I, I, I want more life, fucker, to, 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 uh, to quote uh, the uh, um, Blade Runner. Um, we, we do, we often do 
things because we feel like we should or have to out of a sense of obligation or not having any choice. What a life that is. It's a life of victimhood and burden. Now, most people don't even notice when they feel this way because it's so ingrained. We're so we're so stuck in this thing. But when you shift to a mindset of choosing your life, meaning we'll choose what you do and don't do, it's very powerful. You feel empowered and enlivened. And this is, you know, putting on your own oxygen mask. We keep talking about this and you want to, you know, and, and not talking about obligations and that kind of thing. Yeah. And I actually talk about that with my riders from time to time that you need to respect yourself and love yourself enough to put your own oxygen mask on and do what you have to do for your success because at the end of the day you are the only person that you have to depend on yeah now there there was there's some conversation from from uh, from phoenix jr in the in the in the chat uh, about uh you know about are, are we saying we're good you know they're, they're kind of conflicting are we are we good enough you know and but but can we get you know can we can we be better yeah and i think there there that's a that's a you know in in the tarot we i i would call this a duality so this is the the two of coins, right? In the, in, in the, in tarot, it's a, it's a duality. You're trying to kind of, you have to kind of serve. There's two different things, right? Yeah. You are enough. And, and I think that's, you know, that you, that you, you are enough and you could always be better. Right. And I think those, those two things, you can hold both of those thoughts in mind that I'm enough right now, but I can also be better in, in the future. And you can, you can see, and as, as you, you know, this is a, this is a lifelong process. It's a lifelong journey. You're right. Always- and, and that's where, and I'm glad you addressed that because I, was going to comment on that to him that that's exactly what we're saying is in order to grow you have to accept that you're enough where you are right now but want to grow want to do more that's why throughout my entire life the one thing my children can say has been a constant is that i've never stopped keeping my feet moving we've talked you know because we talk in football terms a lot i have never stopped letting my feet move because when you stop is when you stop gaining yards it's when you stop making progress no Exactly. And that's, it's, it's all, yeah, it's progress, not perfection. Y'all this is, this is, I think that's the whole part of this is you need to, you need to accept where you are right now and accept that you will be able to get where you want to go. Right. And so if you can accept both of those things and then, you know, the rest of it kind of takes well, care that's, of itself. That's where, um, accepting that you're enough and believing in yourself kind of come hand in hand. That's right. So, um, but yeah, and I think all of these things are good. Now, I think what what is also good is uh, it is now time for the cavalcade of stupidity, which we're going to start here. Whee! Heidi ho, pedalheads, and welcome to the Red Cyber Truckers Cavalcade of Stupidity. Now, yeah, so uh, Rev's kind of moving, so uh, we didn't get an actual cavalcade from Rev, but I'll tell you what, y'all, we got something that you're gonna love. Okay, so courtesy of some Doctor Demento bullshit. Yeah, exactly. So let me let me ex- let me explain this. So this is uh, this song actually got they they Doctor Demento got or- ordered court ordered to stop playing this song because of alleged copyright infringement. Yeah, the people when you hear the song, what it is, uh, and, and what it's par- and, and if you know what it's parodying, you'll understand why. So we're only going to play, uh, we'll play a, 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 a little bit of it to kind of you know just to kind of give you the whole thing. We'll play the full version in in in, in Studio Thirty Three afterwards. But uh, I've been wanting to play this uh, for a while. I because I because I, I I know that sometimes Rev is doing stuff, and yeah, he's he's moving, so I, I can I can totally I can totally understand he might be a little busy right now. Uh, so we, we we saw his moving crew, so we know why it's taking so long. Yeah. They are adorable, though, and they work cheap, you know, pizza and... Uh 
yeah. soda. Yeah. So exactly. But this is so I don't remember exactly who did this track, but um, I will uh, I will I will I will play a little bit of it here for for you all. Uh, but it's, it's called "We Are the Worms." the rest of that in the uh, in the uh, in the after party uh, studio 33 but yes uh, they so- are neither minions nor chipmunks as i'm pretty sure this predates both of those things yes exactly because this came out in the 80s this was a parody of the song we are the world that came out from like farm aid or live aid or one of those for all th- you old fuckers who actually be- you know remember that shit yeah, exactly. It, it, it is much more like chipmunks, that's for sure. But in any case, we'll play the full version. It really does sound like the chipmunks. I do agree. Yes, it, it is. So anyway, it is uh, it is one of those classics. And this is a beautiful thing about having about as listened to as much Dr. Demento as I have over the years that when uh, Rev is busy, I, I can I can usually come up with a couple of songs to uh, to have on standby just to make sure that uh, we can play stuff. And, and so we, we kind of do that. We we honor the segment, even if uh, even if Rev uh, can't actually uh, uh, do it for for good reasons, of course, which we, we appreciate you, Rev. Um, certainly. Um, yeah, this is. Uh, uh, yeah, there we go. But uh, okay. yeah, because here's the thing as we all know this is value for value so because nobody's obligated he does cavalcade of stupidity because he's awesome and he enjoys giving back to the show because we're friends and he's a pedal head so there is no obligation nobody holds a gun to his head and says you have to do this or you know he's definitely not getting paid for it if anything he's paying us with these new tunes that are so fucked up that we absolutely love yeah exactly uh so anyway what was now what was fucked up is that we were we, we were on live uh on on sunday uh yeah there was uh we were live after no agenda and, and we heard a warning siren here and we then they're and they were very close now we didn't know at first what it was about but later found out it was actually a tornado siren uh yeah we had actually because i thought that's what it was and anyone who was listening live that day heard it although they didn't hear the siren like yay for the noise gate way to go because you couldn't hear the siren but in the back channel i had actually asked mama t to get a hold of and sent her the number for cumberland county where we reside to find out like is that an actual tornado siren and sure as shit it was so now nothing had happened in our immediate area but according to the crossville chronicle which is our local paper of record we did actually get a tornado touchdown in our quaint little town hey what a novel not concept now nothing happened uh, as i said the national and the national weather service classified sunday's storm as an ef1 tornado traveling on the ground for 1.7 miles 50 yards wide and 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 with 95 mile per hour winds 
Now, an F1 tornado touched down in Scott County, four miles from Huntsville. Winds clocked at 95 miles per hour and cut a 200-yard path in the Helenwood community. Now, there were also uh, scattered reports uh, of hail from penny to quarter size pelting in, in some places. Now, in, in, in our immediate area, uh, there was some damage to a new unoccupied uh, house in a developing subdivision. And the local ceramics factory and a hotel also suffered some damage, as well as an empty trailer parked at the ceramics factory. Um, you know, we drive, and it's funny, we drive by it all the time. Uh, um, and of course, uh, you know, cue the social media post uh, uh, showing everything from funnel clouds filling the air to debris floating in the sky. Um, yeah, and I even admittedly made an na post with a short snippet of a tornado saying haha mother nature you fucking missed and uh, there's actually a video out there on youtube where you can see the tornado form it was taken by a person that was at the walmart of all places why does a walmart never get hit by a fucking tornado uh, again mother nature you missed but uh yeah so this guy's at the walmart filming this tornado form touch down fuck some shit up it lifts up goes over a little bit touches down fucks a little more shit up and then takes off i was like that's fucking disappointing yeah exactly if i want a tornado okay i want to see fucking dorothy flying by Okay, I want some ruby slippers, motherfuckers. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so, uh, okay, so what do you got from Rideshare this week? Because uh, you do have some Rideshare stuff. And, and, I have uh, a few things. So, I it, it was actually kind of funny because I picked up this couple and their two kids who were flying, I think, to go see that obnoxious, overly inflated, expensive mouse down in that really sunny state. So... The guy and I get to talking because he sees my Van Halen tattoo on my wrist. Son of a bitch, if this guy did not have Eddie's guitar, the red one with the white, yeah, as a tattoo on his arm. And he's Team Van Hagar. I was like, hell the fuck yes. So that was a cool conversation. <clears throat> and then I had a girl who does special effects she's trying to get into the biz and i recommended to her that she should probably see if she can go and be a vendor because i guess she does some artwork and whatnot and i guess she um you know I, I told her you should probably go and try to be a vendor at like the horror cons in the area that way it gets you out there and you can end up possibly getting discovered and the whole reason that the conversation started was because she was wearing an original monsters shirt and of course i dig you know the original mummy you know borlis karloff and vincent price and and you know bella lugosi and all the old old school horror shit that was just so amazing yeah, you actually had to have talent and, and you know, back in those days, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, no no participation trophy for Hollywood back then. No. Okay, so I so I have so I wanted I was trying to find the actual joke that Netnade uh, dropped in the in the in the in the chat last night uh, when you were talking about your 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 uh, your Van uh, your Van Halen tattoo. Uh, yeah, so he said Van Hagar celebrates Pride Month because it's gay. <laughs> he would know. <laughs> anyway we know net ned that you have a pair of assless chaps and one of those biker hats in your closet we've heard stories anyway the videos are on the dark web yeah well um okay so I'm you can actually there's a pirated video that's been released 
of of Net Ned in his leather attire, it can be found at www.davidleerothisfuckinggay.com. Van Hagar for the win, anyways. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so let's talk about this eight line syntax error that I created. Yes, <laughs> as y'all know, I'm learning this Java shit, and it is beating me up. Simple questions. I needed to literally write one line of code. I wrote the whole fucking code out and then wondered why I got an eight line syntax error. Yeah. J- Java is a venereal disease. I agree. But except it's, it's, yes. it's nice in a cup. However, when you, when you're, when you're, when you're ready to drink copious amounts, even yes, I might have to go make some here in a, in a, in a little I bit. like this idea. Yes, I know. Unfortunately, I've got a, unfortunately I, um, yeah, that's a little bit. Yeah. Well, that's just something I actually have the ability to make coffee now up here in the, in the, uh, in the office. Uh, so, which is kind of cool, uh, or in, in, in the studio. So I don't have to go down two flights of stairs anymore to make coffee. That's kind of cool. I've been uh, telling him for eight he needed to get a coffee pot up here a pour over something because he's forever scrambling when he has to be on camera for work and he's trying to get his coffee i've ended up being his secretary numerous mornings because he has to be on camera and cannot live without his cup o joe so finally the man has a hot water kettle and some ground coffee and all the things he needs to make his own proper coffee by merely being in the studio. It's a blessing. Yes, exactly. I mean, or at least on this floor where it's a little, where I, I can, I can manage it a little bit easier. Cause it's the, yeah, the, it is, uh, it is, it, well, it's, it's not that much work to go up and down two flights of stairs when you're pressed for time. It's a little bit, it's a little bit, a little bit much. Uh, so that's true. Um, now another thing I've also been working on too is so, um, so I bought. So yeah, the, I, I've been uh, working on my arcade, uh, you know, thing, and I actually got it set up right now. Where I'm uh, the stream now. Normally, what I've been doing is I've been kind of Bluetoothing the phone to the a speaker downstairs that plays the the stream, so that when we're doing Studio Thirty Three, we can, you know, whoever's downstairs can at least know what the heck's going on with the show uh, while things are happening. It's, it's and sometimes when I'm on my own, it's necessary. But now I've actually got the uh, I've actually got the stream playing on the television. I I, I hack some stuff into the to uh, retro pie and in an emulation station so i can basically st- start up a command line vlc and, and play and, and play the stream uh, downstairs so uh, it actually and, and it's cool because i remember back years ago there was a digital media program that had these different bars you could get like waves of flame and all this other shit and that is one of the things that and it you know goes to the beat and whatnot and that's one of the things that the television has on it now when he puts the stream on is these really interesting colored electric bars that let me assure you, if you're stoned and you're looking at these electric bars going up and down as the beat goes, that's a that that's a Saturday night, folks. That is entertainment at its finest. That's right. So, all right. Um, we also have the comment in here, Adirondacks. Yeah. Uh, remember that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because you I said, remember. do you know where the... Yeah, do you know where I, the... Do you know yes. where the uh, okay, so... I had actually asked Phone Boy if he knew where the Adirondacks were because, again, we have this amazing listener, and I'm trying not to screw up his name, Davis 87 Yep, shout out. He had actually commented about sticking a flag in the Adirondacks, you know, the, the whole NA thing. It's on his profile. Yeah, I, think, I, think Adirond- I think Adirondack, New York might be the... It's, it's actually, so he's... Uh... 
And that that might be where he is. Where he, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so it's a little, it's a bit more, uh, it's it's a little bit more rural part of the. Uh, right. It's, it's it's a it's a rural part of New York State, but yes, it's actually it's probably on the border with like Vermont and New Hampshire. It looks like it's fairly close to uh, Vermont and, and, uh, and New Hampshire, that kind of thing. So. Uh, Got you. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, it just was kind of interesting, but uh, um, but or maybe it's the mountains, but I'm guessing it's probably it's probably somewhere. <laughs> Yeah. I have failed. I have failed. I have failed. What? What did you do? No, numb nuts. It's what you did. Did I? Did I mute again? Yep. And because I was busy doing my job, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like trying to do my job over here, I didn't see that your mute button was on. Why do I have to? I have a question. When were you born? Uh, year. Just give a year. Seventy three. Okay, and and what year is it now? Uh, twenty twenty three. Okay, which means you're gonna be how old? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be I'm gonna be old uh, <laughs> fifty. So Here. why do I have to babysit a fifty year old man's mute button? Because uh, I don't know. Because um, he's stoned. Breaking the balls. Breaking the balls. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um. Yes, but there is, um, yeah, I don't know what happened there. Now, um, I do know what happened at the farmer's market, because um, we were there, and that was actually... We, it was unexpected finds. Exactly. Uh, yeah, we talked, to, so there's a guy that, that was there, the first time he'd been there, uh, makes leather. He's actually from, he says he's from around Puyallup. It's like in the Washington State, like, oh, because he said, oh, I'm from Washington. I said, oh, where? Western part. Okay, where? Uh, you know where... Yeah, yeah, you know where Puyallup is. Oh, yeah, I know where Puyallup is. <laughs> so, of course, you know. Yeah, and, and I, of course, did not bring his business card up with me. So, I will have to do so unless you got one from him. Because uh, we did want to just mention, he is actually, he's pretty awesome. He makes all of this hand-stamped leather, wood, and other things. And we usually don't give plugs, but just, you know... Check out his website. It's I'll put it in the chat actually, and um, anyone who wants the address, if you're listening and you're not in the chat, yeah, we'll put I it. I'll put it, I'll put it in the show notes. Yes. this is this is how this works. Uh, so yeah, we also found out that the organizer of our farmers market is actually uh, get, going in for some. Uh, uh, he's going in for some surgery. Uh, so um, yeah, the Debells, which are which. Uh, they're great people. We, we, we've, been, we've been out to their place a few times and, and they, 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 they do this stuff right. And they've, they've been trying to, you know, educate people on this and try to, and, and, and it's been, and so unfortunately they're, uh, they, yeah, I think he went in for surgery like a couple of days ago. And so of course they're, you know, they're looking for donations cause uh, yeah, being a farmer ain't, 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 you know, you don't make a lot of money doing that. So uh, it, it's, I think it's, but uh, with all of his, uh, you know, yeah, the stuff that he's got to address. Uh, yeah. I hope, I hope he's uh, doing all right there. Uh, but uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's great to see the community. Uh, sort of step up and there's that yeah there was another guy i think what what, what was the other guy the other guy was uh, the, the other guy was, was, was a knife guy yeah yeah he was a blade sharpening but he also is a wustoff dealer which yeah. are some phenomenal knives and they're extremely expensive because of the quality that they are and he had a few pieces and i am hoping that in the very near future i will be purchasing at least one of those wonderful pieces to add to my kitchen collection for when i make the amazing things that i make 
during the after party. That's right. Um, so um, well, now I think we're to the point in our in our script where uh, we we play voicemails. And so um, if you you guys can still uh, uh, sound off on this, uh, do you brush your teeth in the shower? Um, you know, uh, so two, five, three, two, three, seven, three, three, two, one. And I think, uh, and I think we will, um, we'll play this uh, voicemail right here. I think so. Oh, hello, darlings. It's Empress Emily M. How are you doing? I'm sure you're wonderful. Uh, I'm calling to chime in on, oh, what is it? The Jim Crow laws, I think. I think that's what it is. Um, Listen, my opinion is that of the Hodge twins, which um, theirs is like, y'all basically have wanted this and have thrown fits and created your own spaces. And now that everyone else wants to let you have your spaces, you're mad? I don't know. It just seems silly that in the Lord's Year 2023, we're arguing about what concentration of melanin um your skin has you know like that matters at all um everybody needs sunscreen we all process vitamin d through our skin the melanin concentration is based on where you should be in relation to the equator darker closer lighter further uh anyways so i don't know be who you are live where you live if you don't like it you are free to move about the country Love you both. Have a great show. Bye. Yes, uh, Hempless, Hempress, eh, can't even talk. Uh, I'll, hemp- I'll, I'll, I'll get it from here, phone boy. <laughs> yes. Well, let me put okay, Google, Google, Google called it, and this is a, this is a potential show title, 10% Liam, when she when Oh, she I love said, it. Yes, so that's going to be the, that's a potential show title. And, and yeah, and I don't know that you know, and, and on sunscreen, I don't, if you're eating right, you don't really need to eat sun, you don't need to con- have sunscreen on your skin. I don't think that's necessary, so. Yeah, uh, ironically, there's a lot of things that aren't necessary. Well, I'm not going to say not necessary, but like, you don't have to coat yourself in soap and, uh, all these other things to make yourself smell better because you just naturally don't stink as bad when you're eating correctly. That's right. It's, no. it's your whole body chemistry thing. Oh, exactly. But well, I did want to. I did want to mention. You know, first of all, thank you, Hempress Emily, for weighing in on last week's show topic, and I kind of see your point in that. You know, you wanted your space, but now you're bitching because you have your space. You know, there was actually a um, portion of that article that questioned, you know, is wokeism responsible for this? And to some degree, I think it is. I think it's a lot of the look at me, look at me, see me. I'm so important. I'm more important than you because I'm black, you're white. Oh, now we've got white privilege. Look, again, like the clip we played, stop talking about it. Stop making it about race because there are white people who have been completely shit on and had it bad. There are people of every other race, creed, etc., who've been shit on and had it bad. I've said it before and I will say it again. The the folks who are in their 20s or 30s or whatever that are screaming and hollering that they want reparations, look, you were never a slave, okay? And we didn't own them. Even though I'm from the North, my family never owned one. I don't owe you shit. You give me respect, I give you respect. That's a mutual thing. But I'm not going to respect someone who comes at me screaming and hollering about how they are 
owed this or owed that. Because the only thing that you're owed is what karma gives you for your behavior. Okay, I'm gonna play that clip. I'm gonna play that clip again because your boy just basically posted it in the in the chat. So. I saw him. I was gonna comment. Yeah, so we're gonna play it. How are we gonna get rid of racism? And stop talking, talking about it. I'm gonna stop calling you a white man. Yeah, and I'm gonna ask you to stop calling me a black man. I know you as Mike Wallace. You know me as Morgan Freeman. Now, we didn't play the whole clip, but the, but you get the idea. Um, that's- exactly. And, and that's been one of the most powerful messages that I had ever heard was because it's very true to it, it's just true to the fact that when you stop making it such a big deal that I'm this color or I'm that color, or I'm this race, I'm that race, you know, why don't we just treat everybody with respect equally if it's earned? And if it's not earned, don't cry about the fact that you're not being respected because respect is something that is earned. It is not freely given, but you know, I'm just old. We all know that. Well, yeah. Um, you know, people are entitled, I think is what it comes down to. Um, um, now I think, I think this, uh, this, this next caller here is, uh, is entitled to be played and we're, we're going to play his, uh, we're going to play his, uh, his voicemail. Have I brushed my teeth in the shower? Yes. I've also brushed my teeth on the toilet just not practical uh yeah just one of am i gonna have it where am i gonna put the toothbrush once i get done uh, but i mean i've done it uh pretty much just because but uh yeah bigger question is have you ever showered with your socks on my father-in-law used to get or would give that sometimes in those example saying like it's just uncomfortable like wearing socks with your socks in the shower so i tried it one time just to report back to him and yeah it feels weird but, uh, yeah, I mean, you can rinse off the toothbrush there, spit in the t- shower, you know, whatever, while you're peeing and soaping up, you know. But, uh, again, where do you put the toothbrush? And then what are you really saving? But, uh, yeah, I don't normally really have a reason to, like I said. But, uh, yeah, yeah, hope you guys are having a wonderful time. We're out, uh, brother and I are hanging out with a mother for Mother's Day because she was gone for Mother's Day, and we figured we'd, uh, get it right in before Father's Day. So, yeah. So, Faith is that. Well, cool. Looks like you guys are just noticed you guys are doing a show tomorrow, too, sounds like, after the, the no agenda. Might have read that wrong, but yeah, what it looks like. So, alrighty. Appreciate you guys. But the guys, that dangerous. And, uh, whether or not you're celebrating Mother's Day today, or tomorrow, or next year, or never, you know, you can always go give, go ahead and give a, give a little. Mr. Christopher Battles. And yeah, just by the way, that was a total um, forgot when I copy pasted messaging um, to change that. And of course, Sir Bemrose was very fast to point out the fact that um, I had made that grammatical error and I was quick to go and fix it because yeah we are not live after no agenda tomorrow that would be ludicrous that would be a hat trick that would be amazing sir bemrose what do you think no i'm just kidding yeah we're not doing it we trust me we got we got we got too much going on tomorrow no yeah yeah we yeah not that well yeah we we noticed before it was you know i don't know anyway we but yes we're not we're not actually gonna be live after no agenda tomorrow we're enjoying father's day so and okay so i have to notate because i confirmed 
behind the mic with phone boy that sir christopher battles had said this he said brushing your teeth peeing and soaping up which then answers the question and i'll ask it for next week so here's your loaded question for next week have you or do you pee in the shower i think that's a magnificent question okay but we are going to address uh, and again, oh, 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 it, by the way, by, by the way, it was peeing and soaking up, soaking uh, uh, as a, as a potential show title. This was a, this, right. This came from the uh, the, transcript. the transcript. So, so I guess we have to answer this question ourselves. We do, but before we do that, I want to remind people: if you want to weigh in on do you brush your teeth in the shower for any reason, call two five three two three seven three three two one and weigh in. We would love to hear it. So we, I know the answer, but phone boy, tell all the wonderful listeners out there, what's your thoughts on brushing your teeth in the shower? Um, I've done it a couple times. This doesn't just does not feel comfortable to me. And that's also the question of where do you put the t- toothbrush when you're done? So, uh, I mean, I've, I've, uh, I, I have certainly done it, uh, while peeing for sure. I've not just, it's in the shower when you're all wet. I, I don't know for whatever reason, but it's not something I typically do. It's a, I've done it a few times, but it is not something that feels comfortable to me. Now, however, I do frequently pass you the toothbrush in, into the shower. Uh, yes. I brush my teeth in the shower because by the time I get home at night, I want to be able to maximize my time before I have to pass out asleep so that I can start the next day at oh dark 30 to make the money. So yeah, I have no shame in the fact that I can answer the question of where do you put the toothbrush when you're done with it? Because after I'm done brushing my teeth and using my mouthwash and soaping up my body, whatever, whatever, but after I'm done brushing my teeth, I rinse my toothbrush and I set it on the soap, the topmost soap dish shelf area in the shower. And then when I get out, I grab it and I put it back in its toothbrush holder on the sink in the bathroom. Yeah. And we just got two voicemails. Look at that. I love being a voicemail solicitor to our pedal heads. Okay. So uh, here, here's one. Uh, here, uh, yeah. Let's play this one. It would be fitting that one of the most ridiculous topics that I've ever heard would be the subject of today's refire topic. I'll keep this short. Hell no, I do not brush my teeth in the shower. Bye. Well, thank you, Keller. Thank you so much. Yes, uh, I think I know who that was. Who was it? I don't know. It sounded... F- I have to... We'll, we'll compare the numbers. You said, later. I think I know who that was. I said, who was it? You said, I don't know. I'm not going <laughs> to say it on air. I'm not going to say it... I, I'm not going to say it on mic. That's fine. I just think that's funny as hell the way you did yes, that. Yes, you're exactly. Well, yes. But by the way, the mainstream media does the same thing, except they're not joking. The reason I'm not saying it is because I want because I need to uh, confirm it off mic. Because yeah, I, because I have a suspect that I know who it was, and it's all good. It is absolutely all good. Yeah, I just didn't want. I just didn't want to divulge any uh, since, since uh, she did not make it uh, clear who she was. I, right. I figured I would. Uh, yeah, no worries. Yeah, so um, all good. But I think I think. You you know, I think you know who this next caller is. Oh, for, I do. Uh, yeah, I think you know who it is. I do not brush my teeth in the shower. I take them out before I get in. Have a wonderful day. <laughs> Mama Phoenix for the win, y'all. That is my mom. She is amazing. That was a great phone call oh my god this is my life folks feel bad for me don't send water or blankets just send cash yeah just she's crazy yes uh it's obscene that's the point that's yeah i'm 
<laughs> I can't even with her at times. I, yes. I can't. She, she done locked up my brain. Okay. Uh, so I guess I need to play this next clip here, uh, to, uh, because I think we're, I think we're, unless we get more, now you guys can still call in. If you're listening live, of course, you can still call in at 253-237-3321. If they get in before the end of the show, we'll play them. That's right. Uh, if not, we'll save them till next week. Meanwhile, we're going to, we're going to go ahead and, uh, and do this. I'll take a drink and I, my name's Smoke Little Reef. You know, I, I like to smoke reefer you know it relaxes me and everything a couple of doobies you know just to get you through the day and everything but i do not freebase cocaine well okay uh yeah we do not freebase cocaine here but we but uh, americans uh, do seem to think that uh, cannabis is safer than alcohol and cigarettes and less addictive than technology and so uh there's a um, there was a survey conducted by the American Psychiatric Association and Morning Consult uh, that was posted in the, uh, last week, and the survey results come from interviews with 2,201 adults uh, conducted between April 20th and 22nd of 2023, with a with a with a margin of error of two percentage points, uh, analyzing public opinion on the dangers and addictiveness of six different substances and technology. So why why are you clapping? Uh, you you you're cl- you ignore me. It's the chat. Well, uh, well, of course. Uh, now this. Al- is th- although, again, when we talk about statistics, you know that I find them to be utter. Bullshit. Yeah, exactly. Well. Yeah. Well, you know that's just like uh, your opinion, man. And uh, regarding cannabis, 38% said it is very or somewhat unsafe. Now, 64% to believe believe alcohol to be unsafe uh 66 found prescription opioids unsafe and 75 found non-prescription opioids unsafe now reminding us of the negative uh public perception of vapes 76 percent uh responded that vapes are unsafe now while technology uh will lose in other categories and, and this is and here and here's it's funny there's a parenthetical comment in the in the article it says here's where we unintentionally ironically tell you to keep scrolling on your screen to find out uh people People said that technology was safer than cannabis, with only 23% described as very or somewhat unsafe, making it the only category deemed safer than marijuana. Now, the, the survey also analyzed the public's perception of addiction, and in that category, uh, they perceived cannabis to be less addictive than all of the substances mentioned, in addition to technology. Wow. Really? Like, we didn't know that. Yes. 64% said that cannabis can be addictive. 87% say cigarettes are addictive, and 84% deem alcohol addictive. Now, prescribed opioids are considered 83%, a figure that drops to 74% for non-prescribed opioids. 81% think vapes are addictive, and 75% find technology addictive. Now, here's the funny thing. I don't think that, I don't think that there's a, I think there might be a psychological addiction to it. I don't think there's a physical addiction. In some of these cases, with some of these things, there's physical addiction to it. I mean, even the technology uh, addiction is, uh, you know, is, is somewhat, uh, um, you know, is, is, is all, you know, that's all psychology right there, right? Because there's, uh, there's nothing, you know, there, there's nothing chemically about the, about the, about the technology that necessarily makes you addicted. Although I guess all the chemical responses of dopamine and shit from Facebook uh, probably have something to do with that. But uh, yeah, the technology itself is not addictive. It's things that are on it that are addictive. And yeah, the only winning move is to put that stuff down, I think. And there's a reason 
reason why we're having a no tech Sunday for Father's Day this week. That's right. Um, so meanwhile, now that now we, we found an article where the where the Drug Enforcement Agency of the United States discusses the legal status of, of minor cannabinoids like THCA and hydrogenated CBD. Now I think this was actually eye opening. Yeah. So in a letter dated June 9th, posted on Reddit. Uh, yeah, well, we're going to story about that a little bit later. And, and analyzed by attorney Rod Kite, the DEA said it was responding to a request for information about the scheduling status of cannabis components under the Controlled Substances Act. Now, there has been some confusion about the legality of certain cannabinoids since hemp containing up to 0.3% Delta 9 THC by dry weight was federally legalized under the 2018 Farm Bill. Which we all know because we've covered the fact that 0.3 is a bullshit number. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and cannabis-derived Delta-9 THCA does not meet the definition of hemp under the CSA because upon conversion for identification purposes as required by Congress, it is equivalent to Delta-9 THC, the letter authored by Terrence Booz, chief of DEA's drug and, and, and chemical evaluation section says. Now, because the Farm Bill says that the post-production hemp products cannot contain more than 0.3% Delta-9 THC rather than total THC, that makes natural derivatives like Delta-9 THCA federally legal. Post-harvest, i.e. post-production, the 2018 Farm Bill's definition of hemp clearly states that the Delta-9 THC levels are what matters, not the levels of THCA, says Kite. Now, the DEA also said that hexahydrocannabinol, HHC, does not occur naturally in the cannabis plant and can only be obtained synthetically and therefore does not fall under the definition of hemp. It asserts the same about H4CBD. And if the product contains any quantity of synthetically produced tetrahydrocannabinol, it is, con it is a controlled in the Schedule 1 of the CSA unless it is specifically exempted or listed in another schedule, the letter says. And if the, pro if the product does not contain any quantity of synthetically produced tetrahydrocannabinol or any other controlled substance, it is not controlled under the CSA. Okay, well, that's interesting. Isn't it? Yes. And either, earlier this year, the DEA also separately clarified to Kite that two cannabinoids that have emerged in state markets, uh, we, we've seen uh, Delta-8-THCO and Delta-9-THCO. Yes, we have. Yeah, they do not meet the federal definition of legal hemp and are therefore considered illegal controlled substances. Well, they haven't taken them out of the stores yet. Yeah. In another letter last year, the DEA also effectively acknowledged that the cannabis seeds are generally uncontrolled and legal under existing statute, regardless of how much THC might end up being produced by plants cultivated from those seeds. Uh, which I, that was, I think that was the biggest surprise is that seeds are legal because, well, they're not, they're not plants yet. I mean... Well, that's actually true. Yeah. So it, it isn't, but that was interesting. I saw that and went, oh, well, that's, you know, okay. Well, I guess, I guess uh, sending the seeds around is legal because. Uh, I actually have a website. If you knew how to grew it, I know how to get it. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah. Meanwhile, uh, your, your home state of uh, Connecticut uh, sold $23 million worth of cannabis in May. Do you know that? I actually did because i gave you this story <laughs> that's right uh so connecticut raked in 23 million worth of cannabis this may nbc reports and that figure isn't an aberration the raw figures show <coughs> that money earned from adult use cannabis sales increased monthly this year and in, in, in april connecticut earned 21 million from legal cannabis sales now of the 23 million uh earned in may uh 11.5 million came from recreational sales while 11.2 million came from the medical marijuana market the connecticut State Department of Consumer Protection reports. Now. It still pisses me off that these 
fuckers waited till I moved out of the state before fucking legalizing it. Fuck you, Connecticut. You motherfuckers. Tennessee, get on board. Yes. Connecticut legalized cannabis back in 2012. Adult use passed in in June 2021 and adult use sales began in January 2023 at licensed retailers. Now, while medical patients can buy up to five ounces a month and don't have to deal with individual transaction limits, if you're buying recreational weed, you can expect a per transaction limit of a quarter ounce of raw flour or equivalent. So it seems kind of like a that is fucking pathetic. That's seven grams. That's nothing. That's all. Yeah, I think I think in uh, I think in I've color- smoked a fucking blunt bigger than seven grams. Phoenix Jr. owns a blunt bigger than seven grams. You fucking facts. Yeah, well, the funny thing, yeah, I mean, I think it what wasn't what was it like it is like an ounce. I think in the, when we when we were in Colorado. Uh, Oh, it was super cheap. I remember I had a I had a zip procured for me at one point. And actually I think the zip that Hempress Emily blessed us with was like f- maybe fifty bucks yeah. in uh yeah. in Schitzigan. Yeah, there up you- there. Maybe. I mean, look, there are, it's amazing to me. You can get quality bud in legal states at dispensaries for damn near nothing. Especially like if you just get shake, there's not a fucking thing wrong with shake. Shake will get you there just as well as a big fat nugget that you have to grind. Yes, exactly. I mean, I still put my shake through the grinder, but irrelevant to the fact. Exactly. Okay. So meanwhile, Washington state uh, spends a hundred million dollars to vacate 350,000 marijuana drug convictions and reimburse people criminalized by an unconstitutional law and the, the, so uh, we really need the step in the right direction clip because truly i think this is a step in the right direction oh i was i was planning to play it and i ha- I, I do have it i do actually have it queued up for the uh, for when i when i get through with uh, oh my bad i hadn't seen it I, yeah. my i'll shut up yeah so the ruling now okay so the ruling that was uh, that was made uh, by the by the state supreme court uh, in 2021 uh, effectively nullified the state's drug possession criminalization law, though the governor has since enacted a bill passed by the legislator that reinstates prohibition with statutory language fixes to pass constitutional muster and lower penalties for possession compared to the previous law. Now, Washington officials estimate that more than 200,000 felony drug possession charges and 150,000 misdemeanor marijuana charges dating back to the 1970s may be eligible to be vacated. Now, under the recently enacted legislation, the state will provide 40 Seven million in funding to facilitate a comprehensive review and vacation of hundreds of thousands of felony drug possession and misdemeanor marijuana possession records. Another fifty million will be used to reimburse eligible individuals for court-ordered fines and costs, also known as legal financial obligations. And and yeah, I agree. It's a step in the right direction, after all. It after is, but- all, it's a step in the right direction. It's a step in the right direction, after all. Yeah, sorry. I'd had, I had I I forgot that clip is not cut down. Uh so I had and I didn't cut it off. I allowed it to play. It's, mm. it's been a while, it's been a while since I've used it. So you are know, you're trolling over there. I I'm not see. trolling actually. I was putting in the chat the photo of the hella joint that Phoenix Jr. once upon a time had that I saw. It was a maze balls. You can actually put in the chat how big was that thing? Like how many how many G's did that thing take? Yeah, I don't that even, thing had to take at least a zipper. Yeah. I mean seriously. Yeah. The, yes. Exactly. Yeah, the, oh, don't. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. So. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, it is a step in the right direction. But at the same point in time, are you giving those people back the weed you took and fucking smoked or sold? Yeah, crooked bastards. I doubt it. Yeah. But uh, exactly. So I think, um, yeah, but I think now we're getting to that. We're getting to the end of, or getting to the last segment in our uh, in our uh, show. And it, it starts with. I've been slow cooking it all day in my vagina. Yeah, she, That's right. Yeah. I haven't been slow cooking it all day in my VJ. But what I am doing is I'm making this amazing beef roast with roasted parmesan veggies so i got some cauliflower some broccoli and some carrots in a medley mix and i'm gonna oil uh toss those with oil a little salt pepper some parm it's going in the oven we're gonna do an off oven method for this roast where you blast it at 500 degrees to start for I think it's five minutes per pound. Then you shut the oven off. You don't open it at all for a few hours or so. And then it's perfectly temperatured and blah, blah, yada, yada. It's yeah. going to be amazing. And pictures will be posted. Yeah, that's right. So we'll, we will we will uh, work on that tonight. Now, this, this is... Oh, what were you going to say? I'm sorry. Oh, so, that, so yeah, I was going to say, I, I can't wait. But Oh, yeah. it's gonna. I hope it's going to be super delicious. Yes. It's, it's going to have a, a garlic herb crust. So I think it'll be absolutely yeah. tits. So I want to, so I want to make, before you get into the, to the, the story that I, that will have a clip associated with it. I want to mention this thing about Reddit that I, I didn't want to get into it because it, it's, it's, I, I, my, so apparently Reddit, uh, you know, announced a bunch of changes because they're trying to make money. And so of course, what do they do? They decide they're going to uh, make their uh, AP, they're going to uh, uh, start charging astronomical amounts of money for the, uh, for use of their API. And they've, and they've, and they didn't do a very good job of communicating these changes. And they basically pissed off all their, uh, all their, uh, all their uh, forum admins and uh, and users, and so and 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 basically a bunch of the subreddits went dark, and they said, okay, we're not going to post on the we, we we pulled them private or whatever, and you can all, and and good luck uh, trying to find the the results because uh, some of the some of the uh, Reddit comes up a lot in search results and honestly when uh, you know and some and then you click on the link and the links don't work and so now you know people are blaming the search engines well no it's it's google that's been uh, that or it's not google it's a uh, you know, it's it's uh, people on reddit are kind of pissed off with what reddit's doing and, uh, and i've seen other articles that suggest that they're just continuing to double down it's like and, and my the only thing i want to say about it is well piss off your best users and and see what you get. And you know, somebody who's and, been- and why would I not be surprised if Sir Emrose covered this in either Angry Tech News or him and Darren talked about it in Grumpy Old Ben's? I, I have a feeling that this has occurred because this story is too juicy and delicious for him not to have sunk his teeth into, even to just rip a piece off. Exactly. So, meanwhile, uh, I, think, I think the I think the next story has a clip that uh, we can uh, start with. It's in the Constitution. It says you have the right to bear arms or the right to arm bears, whatever the hell you want to do. <laughs> That's right, my great home state of Connecticut, once again, bringing the stupid. So there was recently a case filed in a federal district court in Connecticut that alleges that a state government agency violated the Fourth Amendment by attaching a camera to a bear they knew frequented the plaintiff's property owner's land. What? Yeah, no shit. You heard that right. The Connecticut Department of Energy and Environmental Protection, deep, because that's how they're trying to shove that government cock is deep. They attached a camera to a bear known to frequent the property of Mark and Carol Brault. Now, on an unknown date prior to May 20th, 2023, but subsequent to January 1 of 2023, the defendant, which is the deep agency, 
affixed a collar to a bear number 119, which contained a camera. The the defendant thereupon released the camera-carrying bear in the vicinity of the Platon's property. Then they activated the camera on the collar of the bear. Now, the bear-mounted cam was allegedly supplied and mounted by a particularly brave employee of the Connecticut Department of Energy and Environmental Protection. According to the complaint, the plaintiffs have been accused of illegally feeding bears on their property. So this cam bear appears to be part of Deep's effort to prove the allegations against the couple. By the way, by the way, I know my uh, my my former brother-in-law uh, uh, actually has done a lot of attachment of, of, of cameras to Amazon. Actually, designed the cameras. It's 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 it is actually some work to actually do that because you have to figure out exactly where the, you know what kind of camera you can construct and where you can attach it. And there there is so you know yeah, the, but he wasn't doing full sp- so for spying purposes for a three-letter government agency or a four-letter as in this case of these dickheads. Yeah, exactly. He, I mean, he was doing it for research purposes of the scientific kind yes, being not, as who not, he worked yeah. for and stuff and it was things like hey what's it like in the day of a you know what's life like in a penguin's day or what's it look like when a polar bear swims underwater I mean he wasn't doing it to try to criminally prosecute people which yeah. is what these dick bags are doing yeah, and, and, and Phoenix Jr. is correct they, 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 and, even, and even when they do some of these animals in the wild they, yes, they use tranquilizers in, in some cases yeah too. so literally they harmed this bear ultimately by having to tranquilize it so that they could for their own nefarious purposes put a collar on this bear that's just sick and dark so the surveillance attempt failed when the couple noticed the bear and its digital appendage and as far as the brawls know at the time no warrant was obtained before deep converted an apparent regular visitor to their property into a confidential non-human source now they say this is a fourth amendment violation with the bear acting as a government agent albeit one incapable of being directly controlled Now, it may not be a government actor in the sense it was never paid nor directly controlled by the government, but the camera says something different. The camera is the government's, and it's the state actor. That it was carried by a bear rather than a human seems like the more pertinent question to be addressed. If all the bears in the area wore cameras for non-surveillance reasons, for unknown wildlife preservation reasons or whatever, and some of them happened to wander onto the property and caught someone doing something illegal, I can see this being a legitimate, not a state actor argument. But if the allegations are true and Deep placed this camera on this specific bear because they knew the bear more than likely would wander onto the Galt's land and perhaps capture footage of something incriminating. And that sure makes it seem like it's a state actor, even if it's not traditionally defined as such. So it seems pretty clear this was state action. Whether or not it was actually a Fourth Amendment violation is up to the court to decide. Yeah, uh, Yogi Bulger, anyone? Yeah, you mind explaining that reference to me? Because I do not know. Whitey Bulger, famous mobster turned squawk box for the feds. Fair enough. Okay, but yes, and definitely, definitely that. I thing. keep forgetting you don't 
you're not into the whole mobster serial killing this, silly nothing, shit like I am. No, I, I, I have not gotten My into apologies. That. I did need to give that explanation. I did not need to seem so exasperated with the audible eye roll. I realize now that there's a lot of people who probably would not have gotten that reference due yes. to the fact that they're and, not and you, as... And you want to hear an audible eye roll from both of us now. Amazon confirmed Wednesday that it locked out a man from his smart home after one of his one of its truck drivers accused him of making a racist remark via his smart doorbell are you kidding what and now jackson said he regained access to his home on may 31st after being locked out for nearly a week and that the driver who had delivered my package reported receiving racist remarks from my ring doorbell now uh the amazon there's an amazon spokeshole statement says we work hard to provide customers with a great experience while also ensuring drivers who deliver amazon packages feel safe in this case we learned through our investigation that the customer did not act inappropriately and we're working directly with the customer to resolve their concerns while also looking at ways to prevent a similar situation from happening again surely you can't be serious i am serious and don't call me surely as this is what the Amazon spokeshole said. Now, um, yeah, these are the you know, Amazon's doing a great fucking job of getting people to want to buy these damn ring doorbells and, and ca- oh, cameras. yeah. Well, yeah. you know, you've got a lot of these yuppie cunts out there who think that making their entire home voice activated and smart is the best choice. Well, how's that working out for you as you're locked out because some asshole said you said some racist shit through your ring doorbell? And the next thing you know, because Amazon owns your ring doorbell, ding dong, you're canceled. Yeah, geez, you know, it, it really just it, it drives me drives me nuts. Uh, yeah, and this is this is one of the reasons why I don't want these things. And and you know, that's why you're better off getting rid of these gatekeepers because they can decide to make sure you're not uh, uh, that you that for whatever reason they, they don't want you playing anymore. So yeah, you know this this is this this is I mean just I, remember get woke go broke. Yeah, want to well, watch the I'm I'm gonna put it in the purple book. Yeah, since ours is purple. Yeah, uh, I'm calling it now. Watch Amazon's sale of these ring doorbells plummet. Yeah, because yeah, I don't want I don't want any. But yeah, and I, if, I, if I'm going to have a camera, I'm going to have the. I want all the the stuff. Uh, now, uh, I had bought one of these cameras at the behest of somebody else, uh, and I purposely didn't. And, and I didn't want them, and didn't really care for them. And you know, they, and I and I actually had them on a completely different network on the you know at, at home and everything. And it was, and they were just they were just terrible to try and deal with. Uh, and, and, and honestly, I didn't like how these things worked and, and how much they phoned home and shit like that. It's like, nope. Uh, I, if I'm going to have a camera on my door, it's going to be something that's in my control and in my own data center and all this stuff. And I know where the data is and it's not being sent. You know, it's not being given out to fucking police uh, because, oh, they want to. Right. Or other people that are in the neighborhood because, oh, you know, because, oh, we think that there might be somebody that's uh, that's prowling around the neighborhood or whatever. It's, well, here's the thing. I. What's and this is a great question I think to ask is what's your thoughts on CCTV uh, on, uh, for wh- your house? Well, if it, again, who who see who, who's got who's got access to the cameras? That's it's it's with all that it's with any of that stuff. It's who has access. Well, I'm I, I mean real time. Is it something that you would put in our house for security if we were the only ones who had access to its feed? 
it, I, well, it, uh, I, there would we would I don't know. I mean, and, uh, I'm not, I can't think of a, you, at least in our current situation. I can't really can't think of a use case for it. But in our current situation, no, we live in a fucking condo. But I'm saying when we actually have a house, I would really like to have some kind of video security system well, okay. where if there's something nefarious going on, I'm damn well going to know about it, be alerted to it, yeah. and somebody's going to get their ass waxed. Yes. That's all there is to it. Do not fucking try. Try me. Yeah, I'm Do not. not yeah, and this actually that, that, leads into. Hold on, because we didn't. We didn't cover this in Toast and Jam. So when we're done with this story, I want to cover something in Toast and Jam that we erroneously did not cover. That does involve rideshare. Oh, it, okay. Well, but I think yeah. But I, I think I think if it's under my control again, that's a much different discussion, right? And that's a, that's a whole. That, but that would be about the only way I would agree to do it, right? I can understand maybe, especially if we like move out a little farther into the you know in, into the into the boondocks or whatever. It's probably might be good to have some of that stuff. But again, it needs to be under my control and not and not something that's available on the internet for everybody to access. Oh, absolutely. I, I completely agree with that. I mean, arguably, could you run it through a VPN where it? Could- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah, there's way again. There's ways to do all of this. So it's it's just a question of where, when, and how, and you know. But it's, right, right. Not something we. I, it was just a thought that I figured I would share um, because we have a lot of tech nerds in the chat who could weigh in on the thought of having closed circuit television as a security for your home. Yeah. So this is, yeah. I mean, yeah, weirdos bringing up some stuff that they, that they actually make a TV show of bloopers from ring doorbells because you don't own the footage. Yeah. That, Oh, I need to subscribe to this weirdo hit me up. Where do I access this? I, I really, at times when I have trouble sleeping at night and phone boy just isn't having trouble sleeping, I will actually put my earbuds in and watch some stupid shit on my phone. I admit to it. I was literally watching some fucked up videos of Karen's getting arrested and shit. They're funny as hell. Yeah. And we're, now we're not trying to compete with grumpy old Ben's or, or, or whatever, but there are, we do occasionally find a couple of stories that sometimes are, that are interesting based on things we've covered. It's kind of why we have at the back of the napkin and we're trying to figure out a name for this segment. It's like, you know, a, you know, a coder corner or something. Well, this is, these are, this is the back of the napkin works for Silicon Valley, of course, because of the, because of, uh, you know, Sand Hill Road and, 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 uh, and, uh, you know, pitches for money and that kind of thing from the, from, you know, to venture capitalists and that kind of thing. That's where they do back of napkin. So. Uh, right. And I only recently learned that. So what I was going to talk about that we hadn't addressed in Toast and Jam, I recently read an article where, and I'm not even going to call it an article it was a news story about some DJ in Knoxville who was driving Uber to supplement his income and ended up getting carjacked by his passengers. And I, first of all, he had a fucking Honda Civic. That is obvious who carjacked that fucking car. I don't need to say anymore. And pretty much only two people own those cars, fat white men and, well, the people who carjacked it. But they took his phone, yada, yada. This is the reason I've started carrying my sidearm again when I go driving, because I will put a fucking bullet in you if you point a gun at me. I'm not giving you a warning. It's, it's OV. Do not think you're going to draw on me and not be drawn on in return. You're not at gunpoint taking my fucking car. You're not, you're not putting me at gunpoint and not expecting the same in return. That's not radicalism. That is proper going under ship. If your life is threatened, you have the right to use equal and if necessary, deadly force. 
Yeah, well, there's a reason we all have, there's a reason the Second Amendment exists, and, that's, and, it's, and it's followed by the first. Uh, one enforces the other. Now, um, okay, now this is, this, this is in my, uh, this is one of these stories that's, that's in my actual, uh, you know, sort of day job uh, 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 situation here. So, St. Margaret's Health in Spring Valley, Illinois, which this week was forced to shut down completely because it simply couldn't recover from a 2021 ransomware attack, which halted the hospital's ability to submit claims to insurers, Medicare or Medicaid for months, sending it into a financial spiral. Now, uh, such tax can have a chain reaction on an already broken hospitals and healthcare systems. Now, healthcare workers are sometimes forced to resort to pen and paper for patient charts and prescriptions. Like, that's a bad thing. Increasing the risk of potentially fatal error. Now, delays in care can also prove fatal, and ransomware is only one of the problems that plague dated medical IT systems whose repair is being made increasingly costly and difficult by medical healthcare system manufacturers keen on monopolizing repair. And by the way, basing their shit on old, non-updatable versions of Windows. Let's just talk about, you know, we, you know, the tech sh- rant, anyone? Yes, exactly. Now, data from the University of Carolina uh, indicates that 99 rural U.S. hospitals have shuttered since 2005. Now, many hospitals are hit with dozens of such attacks on dated IT infrastructure every day. And St. Margaret's is being deemed the first to be shut down over a ransomware attack, but which is probably not true, but it's certainly not going to be the last. And so, um, yeah, that, so, you know, the, you know. Well, I talked about this um, recently, how there was the hospital in Pennsylvania that had all the cancer patient, the old cancer patient naked photos, and they had been in the system for a hot minute. This is just another in those ransomware attacks that we're seeing on the healthcare system. And you would think that being there's a lot of print getting made from these stories the hospitals would update their security and give a shit about this so they don't end up being the next in a string yeah exactly we're getting we're getting balls bust in the chat as we always do uh, but uh this is, so anyway that now this is this this is this is the what the, this was kind of a what the fuck story and we, we now we've been covering chat gpt is why i pulled this story but uh, so the white house wants your comments on ai policy but doesn't want you to find out how right and so um the biden so and this is from the the the, the rfi the biden harris administration is developing a national artificial intelligence strategy that will chart a path for the united states to harness the benefits and mitigate the risks of ai this strategy will build on the Actions that the federal government has already taken to responsibly advance the development and use of AI. To inform this strategy, OSTP requests public comments to help update U.S. national priorities and future actions on AI. While there are reports of this announcement, um, no one exactly went out of the way to you know tell people how to provide comments. And in fact. Um, even the so-called journalists covering this announcement couldn't be bothered to do their fucking job and figure out how to how to even make comments, right? They just kind of regurgitated what the what the you know what the government shill said. Now, thankfully, uh, Tech Dirt uh, still does actual journalism. Now they offer it uh, alongside their opinions, and some of them are some of their opinions are okay, and some of them are not. Uh, there's we'll, a reason that we subscribe to the feed for Tech Dirt. Y- yes, we'll pres- we'll provide the links to 
VRFI and the place to leave the comments in the show notes. Now, this I, I had to read through the. I, I wanted to read you know the the, the RFP because again, this wasn't covered in the Tech Dirt article, but I was curious what they're asking, the kinds of questions that they're asking. Now, respondents to this uh, uh, to this uh, may provide information on one or more of the questions listed in the RFI, and there, there's a bunch of them. And so I'll give you the just the the top level questions. So protecting rights, safety, and national security. Well, that sounds all. You know, that sounds all right. Well, depends on what you consider rights, I guess. Too now advancing equity and strengthening civil rights. Yeah, you know, that sounds a little dark, and you know, it's like how how can we? You know, and and that you know, and uh, you know, bolstering democracy and civic participation. Oh well, okay, I guess. And promoting economic growth and good jobs. I wish I had the jobs clip handy. And and innovating in public services. And honestly, I think I'd rather deal with Chat GPT than most uh, government employees. Uh, yeah, uh, but it's still shit. Yeah, it's still. So I think this, but the, it's but so it's just kind of funny that yeah they advertise this thing, but they you know it's 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 like a. Uh, you know, it's like at the beginning, a hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy. Yeah, the plans have been on display, but they're in a locked filing cabinet at the bottom, in the basement of the, of the, of the, of the records building with the, with a sign on the door that says, beware of the leper, you know? So it, it seems like it's one of those kind of things. So it's, it's the kind of ridiculous things that, 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 that bureaucracies do. And of course, you know, that's, that's, that's but, uh, in any case, um, yes, this was, I think this, but I think this was our last story for, um, it was, we've done it yet again. We have. And I think, I think there is, uh, you know, I think I think we have to do this. I'm so fucking over this. And uh, yeah, and then um, then I think the end of the show goes something some- like this. Jordan fades back, swoosh, and that's the game. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You're cool, and fuck you. I'm out. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.